Hello everybody and welcome to the newest episode of the Oxcrew TBD RPG, episode 14, entitled Cat and Mouse. Oh, Excuse I hate me? that panel. <laughs> so it's karma and a mouse. <laughs> so this week, unfortunately, we do not have our Randall. Ale is uh, absent, but we do have the complete rest of the cast. We have Sin as Karma, we have Kai as Virgil, Callisto playing the Doctor, Kato playing Tilda, and... Uh, Foss playing Ferza, and obviously myself, Kung Fu Panzer, GMing. And we've kind of come off the back of a bit of a rough ride. Yep. So, we... Virgil has no idea what you mean. <laughs> That's so... the Tristan Kaven ship name. Rough right ride? Away. Oh god. <laughs> Please no. I need to oh leave immediately. God. Yes! Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Karma, you need... take 800 damage and die. <laughs> um, that's so weird. Can we, like, cut that? <laughs> no, we can't. No, I won't let it stay in now. It's gonna stay in now, just because uh, for jokes. Okay. I hate all of you. And we, and we love you. So, previously, the Doctor and her companions landed on Fyrus 11 to investigate Selexus. Virus 11 being one of the scientific capitals of the galaxy, and and the universe even, and ran into a friend, a foe, and an alien race. The friend was Vernar the Ood, who unfortunately was killed by the foe, the Professor. Can yep. I kill her? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, can you? I don't know, can I? You should ask the GM. I should... Um, and the alien race Ask you met. Ask the doctor. Yeah, the alien race you met, known as the Kiwe, a uh, very powerful but very small uh, set of, of uh, beings that were able to manipulate DNA. You managed to find them in your homeworld, ripe full of the kind of perfect temperature and pressure conditions that they required, and potential hosts for their bonding process. Unfortunately, there were a couple of hiccups. Yeah, a, cu a couple, couple a, cu million. a couple million hiccups actually. As we found that Randall does did not have complete control over his body, as someone hacked into his mind, took control of his hands, and killed two million of the Kiwi. You know, genocide. You know, for kids. We God. never Great said this show was for kids. Fair enough. Fun the whole nation can enjoy. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, moving on. So moving on. Coming coming back in, we had Randall locked up in a Faraday cage. And yep. the QA migrated to their new planet. We can't we start again with the Doctor and her companions leaving the new QA homeworld. Hidden in the middle of nowhere, out of time, mm -hmm. out of sight. Randall still in his cage. He has been there for maybe over a day now. Yeah. No, no food, no water, no anything. Well, and I mean, I I wouldn't like deprive him of food and water. It's I more would, like it, if he just the priorities have been the QA. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Karma has been there most of the time, some of the time, all of the time? Yep. Pretty much all the time. Pretty much the entire time? Yeah. So we will start with Karma. Okay. So, 
I want you to make me a quick uh, uh, awareness survival roll. Okay. I should, you know what? I thought I could do without lights, but apparently I can't because I forgot I can't see it in the dark. You are not a true cat. <coughs> not yet. What? You're not a true cat I'm yet. Not... No. Question. Answer. What did we do with Vanna's body? Uh, that's up to you. Uh, it was dragged on board. No. Vernon's body is currently still down in the pool with me. Yep. In the pool? The whole day. No, don't no, put it her in no, the pool. That, that we <laughs> don't do that. I would say that the, the body has been preserved. Yes. Awareness survival, right? Yes, awareness survival. With me. Does uh, King Census come into it or yes, anything? Yes, this, this is about your hearing. Okay. Nineteen. Nineteen. So, for... Th the next kind of 20 to 24 hours you've been there, kind of occasionally sleeping, you've heard slight murmurs through the door of Randall talking to himself. Every now and again, I, it's hard to discern. You can, you can hear, you can't make out the words, but you can hear him murmuring to himself in kind of a quiet tone. And, which is strange for Randall, who normally is quite animated when he speaks. And it gets to a point where it's starting to, like, the sound stop, and then you kind of nod off. Oh. You just... It wasn't possible to stay awake for more than more than 20 hours after the, oh, the stress. Oh, God. So, man, sorry. I just... I got a cattail in the cream of my pastry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. That's okay. Um, yeah, so at around the 20 hour point, you nod off. Yeah. But still kind of sitting, I assume, you're back to a wall on the floor. Yep, just curled up in front of the door. Yeah, cool. Like you do. We'll come back to you. Flicking oh, over no. to Virgil and Tilda, who is currently deciding what to do with Verna's body, which is currently in a form of like preservation stasis. So that it doesn't I'd like rot. To know, um, Feather hasn't hasn't been away from Verna's body. Okay, so we'll, we'll start with the three of you. Doctor, are you going to be with them? They'll be probably in the pool area. Uh, sure, why not? Cool. So the pool is cold, as it always as it always is. This room has the tiles of a standard swimming pool, and that smell of chlorine on the air. Yep. And you can all see Verna laid out on, like, a um, a beach chair that's been put flat. There's a small, like, containment field around her. Yeah. What would you guys like to do? We really should give her a proper burial. I want to give her some tarn send off. And explain to me how exactly that goes. That, that that's the thing. I I don't really remember. Fair enough. I, I'm sure I could look it up. Oh, because I have to do it. Because I have to do it. <laughs> yes. Virgil. Yes. Make an awareness presence roll. Oh great, this is going to be a fun memory, I can tell. Uh, 
gonna spend a story point. I am spending a story point. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Why do we have to get into the emotional trauma this quickly? He said something. You, you, he said something. He said a thing. Twenty. Twenty. You feel yourself being pulled out. Yeah, flashback number four. Staring over the body of a Sontaran. One of your podmates. You can't think of their name right now. It's this. This is probably one of the le least lucid you've been in one of these. Mm -hmm. You kind of feel yourself, instead of acting, just following, like you're a cameraman. Yep. And you hear yourself, your own voice, but it's not coming from you, say that exact thing, will give them a proper Sontaran send-off. Mm-hmm. And a small kind of chanting of Sontaha comes around you. About a dozen people. And you feel your, your body and your vision pulled forwards. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing you know is you just left the bodies there. You just left the bodies there? Yeah. Okay. The Sontarans don't bury the dead. They don't care. They make more. Mm -hmm. And you see yourself and your podmates charging, your rifle in your hand, assaulting a compound. You watch for about 25 minutes as you and the 11 other people in your pot, in your squad mm -hmm. annihilate about 200 people. Just systematically mm -hmm. destroy every person in that compound. Yep. And afterwards, the rest of your podmates are cheering in the glory of combat. None of you have died. Mm-hmm. But you start to think. And what's stranger is you start to feel. Okay. You start to feel the loss of the people you've just killed. And this is new. This hasn't happened before. Mm-hmm. This is... You're not sure exactly, but for whatever reason, Lieutenant Virgil is feeling grief. And then you hear the doctor's words, come back and bring, and then you're staring down at Verna, cold, lifeless. I immediately just turn and almost start submerging myself in the pool. <laughs> okay. Potato. Oh, it's potato. Um, I, I think they're the witch okay. Yeah, this is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, grief. <laughs> grief can do funny things to people. Yeah. I guess after a moment of 
letting him do that. Um, by the way, I don't think Doctor, do you know what would be, uh, what her people would, would have done? She, she I'm not quite sure. I suppose I could look at the records, see if there's anything, uh, anything in uh, the TARDIS database about, uh, about burial practices of the Ood. Um, Doctor, you think about it for a moment. You don't need to check the databases. You've encountered Ood yeah. quite a bit. Unfortunately, yeah, if, you, if you recall, you got to deal with a lot of dead Ood. A couple yeah. of times. <sighs> yeah. Uh, they have fairly standard burial practices, very similar to humans. Probably hmm. because of the servitude and the nature of that is that they hmm. adopted the same burial practices. Okay. So, burial, incineration, common practices of dealing with the dead. And you know that Ood are less religious, more spiritual? Yeah. So their sense of community was more about the connection to each other. Yep. Alright, then. We've certainly got some options. The Ood have similar burial practices to humans and subsequently most... Uh, spacefaring races uh, in the future of uh, what you, Faisal, would call the present. So we have a decision to make. I think the question is where. I don't know if they have they... In the universe that I know, they did, but I'm not entirely sure about this time. Either. And Mitch, mm -hmm. I remember you mentioned when I first encountered Verna that, like, first of all, that her song was different, but uh, the Ood song as a whole, did it feel like it had the Ood brain in there somewhere? Cause you didn't hear the Ood song. Oh, I hate it. Oh, no, wait, you did hear the Ood song. Um, you could hear vague, vaguely hear the Ood song in Fyrus. Yeah. Um, you, you can make a presence knowledge check. Presence knowledge? I will do that. Okay. Um, there was an um there, I think, from Foss. Uh, no, I'm just I'm typing. I think okay. I made And would anything go into this, like, experience time lore? Um different timeline, so no. Yeah, fair enough. Alright, so... 20. 20. Yeah, so you actually did remember that Verna mentioned that she was unable to connect with any other Ood, so there must have been Ood on Fyrus, and there was. And yeah. you could hear the song, and it, while similar to the one that you're used to, it had minor differences, which is makes sense for different colonies of Ood. Yeah. The the um, hive brain is never going to be exactly the same. The song is never going to be exactly the same. Fair enough. All right. So I guess uh, from there, the doctor will just be like, well, the only way to know is to find is to go there and find out. And so doctor's going to, at this, walk out and back to the console room. Yeah, so you, you guys are currently still on the new QA homeworld. Yeah, I'm... If business is done there, I'm gonna head out. Yeah, you, you basically spent, like, almost 18 hours helping them 
re-establish themselves. They didn't need much assistance because of the fact they're quite technologically able. Yeah. It's just more about finding a good position for them to set up, helping them ship anything that they needed, any technology that they needed to potentially terraform, potentially create um, rooms and buildings. Doctor? Yes? Why don't Anna here. Sorry, you, you're cutting out. What did you say? <clears throat> Tell if it's cutting out or just Tilda being very quiet. Um, you were, you were a bit of both. Cutting out. <laughs> it was both. Yes, Tilda's Sorry. being quite quite sheepish about what she's saying. Yeah. What if Anna here with the other Oods and she wanted to be with the Kiwi? Why shouldn't we leave her found rather than the home? That's a good idea. I think she would have wanted that as well. And so I guess we're gonna bury Verna on the new. Uh, the new QA homeworld? QA homeworld, yeah. So, Doctor, can you mm -hmm. please make me a scan roll? See if you can find an appropriate place. Alright, that's ingenuity science? Yeah. It's not going to be hard. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So that's 24. I mean, you, you maybe may have succeeded. Slightly. Just potentially. <laughs> Just a bit. A little bit in the best place on the planet, you know, so no big deal. you start doing some scanning, and you notice the perfect spot. Mm -hmm. And you see, and you see the mountainous structures around it, and you know, and you detect something that you think will be perfect. And you don't, you don't tell everyone what it is yet, because you think it might be a good send-off. Yeah. But you start to quickly do your dance in a rather somber way, as opposed to your normal vibrant yeah. self. It's it's more of just like sort of sort of walking around the console, flipping switches and pressing buttons if needed, but not as like animated yeah. as usual. The rhythm is still there, but the animation is not. Yeah. And you find you guys are quickly transported to a mountain range, and the first thing that you can detect, Doctor, is the winds are perfect for what you want. Good. The winds are exactly what you needed right now. Good. And you get, uh, Virgil gets this kind of a laser shovel that kind of will be able to create a grave if needed. You step out, and as soon as you open, open the door, you all hear what the Doctor thought would be suitable. As you hear the winds bouncing and shifting off of this small mountain range, and you hear a very, very slight song. This melodic swaying and sweeping that sits up in the treble and whistles and hums. The perfect match to Verna's bass. Mm hmm. Stepping forward slowly, 
Virgil starts digging the grave. I assume mm-hmm. Tilda's standing to attention. Fazer is struggling. Um, I think Fazer's gonna. I mean, I mentioned this to you, mate, but Fazer's gonna go and see if he can um get a hold of something from. You do. The you, you've already you've already do prepared. Do I have them? Yeah, you've got them. So. Nice. Uh, Karma, you're probably out here as well. Just for a moment, they pulled you away. I I suppose so. <laughs> Reluctantly. Reluctantly. <laughs> yeah. Like I um, like Verna, so. Virgil's yeah. quietly repeating to himself Sontaha, but in like the beat of what the doctor described Verna's song to be. You heard her song. You all heard her song. Yeah. And he's he's saying Sontaha to himself, but yeah. in that beat. Yeah. I'm actually crying, what the fuck? Okay, everyone but Tilda. But yes, and it's not long until Virgil digs a suitable grave and slowly places the body in there and starts shifting the stone and dirt over her. He watches Fairzar steps forward, kneeling down, places a small set of flowers. Uh, would you like to describe the flowers? Uh, yeah, it's like, um, I can show you pictures, but I'll describe them too. There are some that are these tall, sort of what clump plants that are white and blue, and they're surrounded by these much smaller little um, blossoms that are just, just blue. Um, a, a small bouquet. Is there anything anyone would like to say? Doctor um, doesn't say anything. Virgil kind of nope. steps forwards uh-uh. and um, says, "You know, even though your song didn't quite." me when I had my moments, you still kept me calm, and thank you, and I'm sorry I couldn't protect you. And he takes his gun, and he literally puts it to one side, takes his fist, puts it against his chest, and goes... You were stronger than any Sontar and I remember. Thank you. And just doesn't say anything, just stands there with his fist against his chest. Stands in a salute. Yeah. The doctor's just standing kind of by the door of the TARDIS, just watching. Not the first and not the last doctor. After a few moments, you all slowly funnel back into the TARDIS. Would anyone like to be alone? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, alone at the grave. Yes. Um. Virgil is. 
He just kind of hasn't moved from his salute. I think Zyla kind of doesn't want to go either. She doesn't know what to do, so she's just kind of standing there, hugging herself, crying. The doctor's staying out there until everyone else is back in, so... Karma's going back to the Faraday cage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tilda was not friends with Verna. Tilda is not hugely affected. Yeah. <laughs> Tilda, heads in, Tilda heads inside the doctor. You, you watch as Fairza and Virgil mourn. And it's a weird sight. Because, for one, it's a Sontaran and a Silurian in harmony doing something together. Yeah. And two, it's a Sontaran. The doctor's certainly seen weirder sights, that's for sure. You certainly have, but this is this is up there. Yeah. Kind of a question for Furza. How, like, near are you standing to Virgil? Probably, um, I mean, we're both near the grave, so probably fairly near. You'd be within a few feet. Okay, you can probably see, even though it's, it's it appears to be hard for a Suntaran to cry, it almost looks like he's crying. Feather is sort of, I guess, unapologetically crying, for lack of a better word. Like, it's probably kind of a bit loud and ugly. I'm not sure I have the capacity to fake it right now, but you know. Yeah, that's something that is um, very interesting for you, Feather. Yeah. It's a lot of feelings that are sort of looping back around onto mm. themselves. I think this is your. F I think this is probably the first funeral you've ever been to, Fazer. Yep, definitely. After a while, the doctor slowly ushers you in, as the doctor I, knows that I'm, you're you're putting words in my mouth. Okay. I don't do shit. Okay. <laughs> Never mind I'm me. I'm waiting for people to naturally. Okay make their way back in. So, how long do you guys stay? Does it get cold? <laughs> it's it's a high wind area, so it's already cold. It's like, if I leave, I have to accept it. <laughs> I don't wanna. If, if Virgil sees that you don't wanna leave, Virgil's gonna take his jacket off and hand it to you. I take, I take it. While they're watching. Yes. Yep. Take a head out. Doctor, could I have a word? Inside. Yes. And the, doc the doctor goes in. Yeah. And the two of you are left. The wind, the melody. And Doctor, you doctor's step gonna, yeah, doctor's gonna leave them out there, really for as long as they need. But once it gets to be like a bit ridiculous, the doctor will <laughs> come and get them. But yeah, that's what I was implying before. Like that, once it's gonna be like unhealthy for Ferris to continually be out in the cold like that. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say before. But yeah, okay. So we have Tilda and the Doctor standing at the console. Yeah. How far away is Randall's Faraday cage? As far as, it, as far as it needs to be. 
or as close as it needs to be. They're out of yep. earshot, if that's what you're asking. I'm gonna lock the front door to the TARDIS. Okay. What is it, Tilda? Can you... Give me an order, Doctor. Tell me what to do. I can't... Couldn't save... Or a knife. What if the Professor threatens you? Or Feza, or Karma. Can I shoot her then? I don't know how she did what she did. I don't know how to incapacitate her. I'd have to shoot to kill if I'm to save you. And what if Rana loses control again? What if it's not just his hand this time? What if I have to shoot Tilda. somewhere else? What Tilda. about Virgil? What if you remember something in a change? So tell me, Gotta, what are your orders? Tilda, Private Patterson. Yes. Enough. We're out of the Professor's reach now. There, there is no way that the Professor can reach us now. We're out of her grasp in a different space and a different time. The Professor is not our problem. As for Randall, I am working on it. You will not, you will not need to shoot anyone else. And in fact, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I usually don't allow weapons in the TARDIS unless there's a seriously extenuating circumstance. And in this case, it appears we do have one. I will allow you to have your gun in the console room, but I would ask that you perhaps put it on the console, within reach if you need it, but not on you. Of course, Doctor. And and I figure the doctor has has like a pen cup built into the console or something that you can like put the gun in. It's almost like um the the fake guns at the arcade. It's got that little holster bit. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it does it does not. The doctor thinks about that briefly and then it actually exists. I feel like that's how it do. That is how it do. Yep. And you you almost notice a sense of relief on Tilda's face as you instruct. And it's not hard to notice that all of you need some time. Yeah. God, it's just every other episode going to be a break because just uh, too many emotions too close together. Doctor, all right. the thing is, you never have enough time. Yeah. You never do. It's part of life being the doctor and life being a companion, is that sometimes the things you want take a backseat. That's what's funny about it. All of time and space, and there's never enough time. So we switch to karma. And by the way, the doctor goes and unlocks the... Yeah, you unlock the front door. <laughs> the door, yeah, so... Yes, please. We switch to karma. Yes, hmm? Hmm? Yes, Tilda? I just, I, I do put my gun in the holster and, um, be in my room if you need me. Yeah. Karma, you've been sitting, mm -hmm. you've been waiting, not really sure what to do. Yeah, I've been fidgeting with a little, like, 
um, sleight of hand games. Are you playing? Passing time. Playing with that coin? Not the. Yeah, I mean sometimes, and then I I got a weird feeling about it, so I put it away again. Yeah. Probably just found some nuts and bolts. <laughs> just spontaneously nuts and bolts are next to you. Spare parts. Yeah. And occasionally you listen at the door to see if he's talking, see if he's doing anything, and then. You start if that exhaustion starts to, t to kick in again. And yeah. But then, roughly 24 hours after you put him in the cage, you all hear Ra you specifically, Karma, not everyone, hear mm. Randall scream. Oh, oh no! I I start like trying to get the door open. It's not hard, it's, it's locked from the inside. And from the outside? So or? locked from the outside, so that the, yeah. It, yeah. It's okay. easy for you to get in, you don't need to try and pick the lock or anything. Right. And you can but see. But my hands are shaking. Your hands because are shaking. Because I'm scared. <laughs> so. You get the door open without much trouble, and you can hear Randall constantly screaming. Is. Is he. Is he standing? He's. You open the door, he is currently on the ground, writhing. Oh no! A constant oh. stream of pained screams coming from his mouth. The solution here is the doctor. I am. I am. Yeah, I'm frozen for a second, and then I close the door again. I run. To, I run to the console room and screaming, "Doctor! Doctor! Help!" The doctor who, at this point, probably is, like, sitting in a chair. By the way, the doctor has probably ushered Farza. Yeah, this is, uh, this is after Virgil back. Yeah. It's been yeah. a couple, couple hours later. And, and has taken off. We're somewhere in deep space. And the doctor's like, what? What? What's happening? Randall! It's, it's Randall! He's screaming doctor, and he's... The doctor instantly just gets yeah. up and... Starts running. And you, yeah, runs. You can hear the screaming. It's gotten louder. As you reach the room and you see, open the door immediately, Randall's rolling on the floor. He's clutching his arms and then his head and then his legs and then his stomach. Yeah. Is... Okay, it's sonic screwdriver out, scanning him. Yep, make, a, make an ingenuity science roll. Yep. Alright. Twenty. Twenty. So, you scan him and as you do... And he starts to roll and writhe. You see him roll onto his front, his uh -huh. back facing the, the roof, his hands splayed out. As you finish the scanning, you see a series of lights on his spine glowing oh, through his no, shirt. No, 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 no. And the scan is exactly what you think it is. He's being upgraded. What? He's, be he's being like. So, Mitch, is, am I getting this correct that, like, the cyber technology is no longer dormant? He's actually, like, that becoming is, a fucking cyber. That is man. correct. The That's bad. Upgrade is forcibly happening. Do I know of a way to pause it? You can try. I yeah. would like to. What do I roll? So, this is kind of a case where it's, like, there's plenty of options you could do. Mm -hmm. It just depends on how much you want to risk his life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the uncaring response 
is an EMP. Yeah, that would, that would very, very likely kill him with how integrated he is. Yeah. So, another response is trying to figure out how to stop the signals happening. So you could yeah. potentially shut them down with some TARDIS tech. Yeah. Or potentially... I thought he something. was in a Faraday cage. Faraday cages stop outside communications. They don't stop internal communications. Oh, that's bad. I hate it. <laughs> it's inside his body. You'd have to put, like, every single one of his, like... Limbs into a different... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No. So, yeah, the thing that you can assume is that something, something triggered in Randall. Yeah. Rather than being okay. triggered elsewhere. Alright, and just... Episode. Just for doctory purposes, can I estimate... Looking at like what's going on, how long we've got until we're point of no return. Randall is a cyber. Uh, you're probably going to need to get him into some sort of bed and proper scan using the TARDIS. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you estimate. You've. M it's hard to tell. This is new cyber technology. It's not from the one that you know. Yeah, this is next generation. Mm. It's like it's like the jump from. Uh, it's like the it's, jump from Mondas like to regular. Yeah, or the jump from uh, alternate Earth and that timeline to uh, Nightmare and Silver, which, exactly. by the way, I watched that episode like six times in this past week. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> mm -hmm. the, you know the quick and speedy option is to EMP him. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's not the option I really want to do. <laughs> uh, another potential option is to just put him on ice, knock him out, try and minimize the electrical signals going through his brain, going through his spine... Like if I if I stop his, like if I stop his brain from working, do I think that it'll, in concert, what? like the cyber technology will also stop? It might what? slow. What? I mean, like coma. <laughs> yeah. So I think the main thing is that you've noticed about technology itself and electricity and computing is heat. Ah. And the thing that you've noticed Cold. about Randall is that his hand heats up, his body heats up whenever he's doing anything. Mm -hmm. I literally. Wait a wait a minute. Hold the phone a minute. Is this some is this some kind of trick? Because I know that the supercomputers work better in the cold. Me a, as a person, up to I, a point. Up to a point. Fair enough. Randall is not a supercomputer. He's got literal mechanical computers in him. That but he's a computer and he's super has exhibited heat as a byproduct of the use. Yeah. So is it possible that I would be able to overheat the technology without cooking the Randall? Ooh, that's a direction <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna take it. Because um, just ooh. thinking about it, if a computer overheats it shuts down. That's mm -hmm. correct. Yep. It's gonna be risky. But that may be a good option. Mm -hmm. This is going to have to be a very well monitored process. You're going to mm -hmm. need help. The problem is isolating a way to cool Randall, but not the technology. Yeah. Because hmm. as the estimate is, you're going to have to be pushing it past boiling point. Okay. Yeah. No, I think cold is better. Just thinking about it. Yeah, because like, it, if you think about computers today, can operate at 100 degrees Celsius. 
Yeah. Can you put them on cryo freeze? That's an option. That is certainly an option. <laughs> mm. Alright. Uh, so, the doctor sees this and just sort of, like, all of this thinking that I'm doing now, it's because me, a normal human, is playing the doctor yeah, more than a normal fine. human. That's fine. So this is a matter of seconds. And I figure the doctor looks at this, sort of runs over the options in her head and just, right then, we're going to have to freeze him. We're going to have to freeze him. Or, well, in a manner of speaking. Point is, be careful, don't touch any of the technology directly. Try to keep it skin-to-skin skin or skin-to-clothing contact. So, not long uh, after. Yeah. Karma is and kind of just in a corner. A mess. Yeah. I'm, like, I can't help. I, I can't even carry him. I'm, t I'm too small. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very quickly, you, re you retrieve um... Mm -hmm. Uh, Tilda and Virgil to lift him and carry him. And yeah. immediately and you both notice he's heavier than before. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, so I would like to uh, I would like to, if possible, like, try and find... I kind of want to do this, like, in the console room and have, like, some kind of cryogenic, like, freezy-do thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, like a cryopod of some description. Spend a story point. Mm. Alright, sure, I'll do that. Please. I will spend a story point and yep. say that I have something from some old spare adventure. Yeah, so you pull out a, an old cryo chamber based on... Um, people. We'll say if... For the fun of it, it's based around the... Uh, the one you saw on the SS Jones. Hey, I hate you. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, for the fun yeah. of it. Thanks. Perfect, Mitch. Perfect. Great. Well, I mean, similar technology should be able to work. Yeah. Callbacks, guys. Callbacks. Um, I hate you. Alright. Alright. So, deep very freeze. quickly, you, you get him in deep freeze. Yeah. And you... Notice that it's working, but not as effectively as you'd like. He's not completely freezing. Mm-hmm. He's a bit above the safe temperatures. What's the... What's the ETA now? You estimate anywhere in the realm four to six hours. All right, then that gives us a bit of time to figure out a better solution. Problem is, Randall appears to have... Cyber technology slowly taking over his body. We've got uh, four to six hours, give or take a few minutes, and uh, then we've uh, we've no longer got a rental. Uh, Karma. Yeah. I'm assuming you haven't taken your eyes off him. No. Make me a awareness survival check. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, what you notice, but you can't really decipher it, is Randall's eyes are open. Might be Sorry? Randall's eyes are open. Oh. It might be a part of the fact that they no longer require moisture or anything like that, but they're still open. I, I'm just trying to like you know wave my hands in front of him, see if 
motion. They start blinking. Doctor? Yes? Doctor, I think he's awake! Alright, Doctor is still- Sonic Screwdriver is back out and just- Just scanning. Scanning, scanning, scanning. He's unconscious. The life signs on the the tube say as much. Mm -hmm. And he's blinking. Rhythmically. I hate it. I'm I'm scanning. Any... Rhythmically. Yes. Okay. Rhythmically. I'm not. C- can I? I... The... I sort of like move the scan from focusing on the Randall to focusing on the robot stuff. Yeah. So you start trying to figure out how to slow it more. Come on. Yeah. Um. Do I discern a pattern in the blinking? Yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> Do I... can I tell what it is? Not particularly, which is a hangover from your previous role, because you got a yes but. Okay. But, you have someone I, with you... Yeah, I... ...who would be very helpful in this. Hey, Tilda, come here for a sec. Tilda? I do. Yep. Okay. Does that mean anything to you? You're from about the same time as him. Make a ingenuity knowledge check. Add a plus four for your military training. All right. Eighteen. Eighteen. As part of your training with the illustrious Jericho, you were taught several covert means of communication. Like the hand signals, like coded writing, coded messages, and Morse code. And you watch as Randall starts blinking and blinking and blinking. And it takes you a little while and you actually need, you actually get a pen and paper and start dot dashing, dot dashing. Mm -hmm. And after writing it down, seeing it. You see, he's repeating a word over and over again. Ainsley. I thought it was just going to be like, ow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to. Okay, but does someone inform the doctor of this? Uh, say, he says... Does Tilda know who Ainsley is? Also, yeah, I think he does. She does. She does. Yeah, yeah. T- Tilda was there. Tilda, Tilda was appeared there? in the middle that was of when we met that Tilda. Oh, Joined halfway through. Right. Yeah. She just has, yeah. like... And we probably said something. Yeah. Because you didn't, you didn't get to, like... You didn't get to know Ainsley as a as a, as a chill dude before before sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah. For, for the future <laughs> no people. Betrayal. For the future people, go back and listen to episode two and three. Yeah. It, it was fun. I had lots of fun shooting. Ainsley was, was that evil AI. Oh, All right. So uh, the doctor, upon hearing this, goes. All right, then, we're dealing with the Cyber Collective, or whatever whatever they're calling themselves in this timeline, so we need to 
We need to speak with them, see if we can stop this. Speak with them? It's not easy, but it's a chance. I have ideas. But they'll find us. They've, they'll come for they've us. They've tried to take the TARDIS before. They've tried to take the TARDIS before. It's not possible for them. It's beyond their technological capabilities. But you just said that it's this is this is new. This is different. This is better. This is yes, but it's not. I hate to brag, but it's not on par with the Time Lords. <laughs> uh, Tilda, I assume you've been watching his eyes blinking consistently right. for any changes. Yes. They stop. Uh, all right. So he can potentially hear us? Potentially. Uh, you also notice, uh, Doctor, you've got a constant stream of life signs. They seem to be stabilizing. Oh, and what what of the, uh, what of the technology? Is it slowing? Mildly. All right, ETA? Six to eight hours. All right, six to eight hours. And Doctor, mm-hmm. make a... Um, let's call this an awareness and awareness knowledge roll. Awareness knowledge. All right. Anything come into this? Experience time load. Good. So that's plus two. Sixteen. There's been a few instances in your experiences with Cybermen. Mm-hmm. When, a few. When conversion is slow. Yeah. And you realize something. Yeah. He's fighting. Ah. He's pushing back. Alright. Right then. That's exactly what we need. We just need Randall to keep fighting this while we figure out a solution. I assume by this time you've alerted Fazer. Yeah. Yes. Could you have called me at some point during? Yeah. yeah I'll exactly. say you're, you're there. Yeah. You're, you're in the you're in the war room when the meeting happens. Yeah, console room. So. I can't believe you're doing this in the console room. That is the most dangerous thing ever. It's, it's, <laughs> listen, what part of I have a plan do you all not understand? <laughs> the fact that this is an RPG. <laughs> Exactly, yes. Yeah. Exactly. So you yeah. gather in the console room, and what are you doing, guys? You're on a timer. I'm probably also spamming him all the time. Right, we need, to, we need to figure out how exactly, and upon the scanning, I'm assuming, like, this hand thing I've been, like, wondering about for the last few episodes, yeah. but haven't really gotten the chance. Yeah. to uh, figure it out. So it's clearly, to me, something brand new that, like, came from an outside source. Yes. Would All you right. like to try and identify and it? I would like to try and identify it. It's going to be fairly difficult because it, you you won't be able to interface with it directly. Just yeah, but for... I'm just going to scan it, look for key components, see if it's something that could have, like grown from his pre-existing stuff or if it uh, or if it came from an outside source. Basically, I want to see if the doctor connects the dots of oh, he has a fucking Cyberman head in his bedroom. Potentially. Yeah, make an ingenuity science roll. Uh, 
to Fezza, you can support um, the scanning and Doctor take a plus two from Fezza. Would Tech Adept also go into this? No. Okay, fair enough. This is a, this is a biological thing, not a tech thing. Alright. Can I spend a story point or two to have snuck into everyone's rooms during the break? <laughs> you know what? I love you. <laughs> it's very oh, hard. I, I really want you to do that now because I really want you to see if you find the flashback book. One and you oh, got. No. Okay, this, this is what I'll, I'll, I'll. One and you got caught. Two, you maybe get caught. Three, you didn't get caught. Oh, I'm spending three. Okay. <laughs> I got 23 on that roll. 23. Uh, what you detect in his hand is a communications relay. Oh. Do you tell us? Yeah, and it's and it's got like uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember uh, out of character. I remember uh, you mentioning that like there's technology sort of snaking its way through yep. his arm, connecting up to the main part of his cyber thing, which is his spine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do Do you tell us that is a communication thing? Yeah, the doctor's like. Some sort of communications relay. I'm not sure. He should. He should already have one. I'm not quite sure where that came from. Um, Mitch, do I connect the dots? What? I, no, I no. Hang on. What does it have anything to do with that robot heading his room? I'm sorry. What? what? He has a robot heading his room. Oh my God. Doctor immediately I, just no words runs to the room. Yeah, going. In yep, you go in and sitting in. His, in his room is his work bag, and in his work bag, Karma points out, is a Cyberman head. Oh, no, 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 this is bad, this is bad, this is very bad. Empty, obviously. Em yeah, fair enough, no, like, no biological oh, okay, yeah. No biological no, no actual gross head, because, you know. <laughs> no brain, no full head, no whatever it is that they use. Depending on the iteration of Cyberman. Uh, so, Doctor looks at this, scans it, and tries to see if there's any technology that could be of use to her in slowing or stopping this. Uh, no slowing or stopping. Anything to use from there on Randall would just enhance it. Fair enough. Alright, Doctor, by the way, stands a couple feet back from this thing and, like, hol holds an arm out and keeps everyone back like don't touch it doctor can you make me a it's gonna be essentially an insight check but like awareness technology uh -huh. awareness technology would tech adept come into this yes oh boy all right so that's 19 19 it clicks in your head yep uh yeah one, like all the connections between Randall's sudden growth of technology, technological capabilities, but also the fact that Randall stayed conscious whilst he was being upgraded. The yeah. only way that would happen yeah. is if his pain receptors weren't functioning. Yeah. Or they weren't functioning well. Mm-hmm. So it's something about Randall specifically... No, you know that that is a common part of being upgraded. Ah. Okay. Pain is removed. Emotions are removed. 
I yeah. thought uh, I thought that it was they like they removed the ability to express pain, not that they removed pain. Uh, it's part of the emotional inhibitor. Yeah, okay. it de it depends on the iteration of that others like the the John Lumic Cyber Cybermen. Kind of their flaw was if you disabled the inhibitor thing, then they would just like explode in pain and emotion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I remember, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We this is future Cybermen. Yeah, a different yeah. different universe. This is a different universe, different tech. This is some weird future stuff. tech as well. This is this is far future Cyberman. Yeah. All right. So the doctor's looking at this and sort of trying to connect the dots and thinking if that's a communications relay in his in his hand, then perhaps potentially he's getting some sort of outside signal. Potentially. Mm-hmm. So but the doctor. Or go ahead. But we put him in a Faraday cage. Or... We don't... There could be a flaw, I'm not quite sure. Hmm. I don't uh, say that, I have no points in science, never yeah. mind. <laughs> but it, it, so it occurs to the Doctor that something has triggered, triggered within Randall to, to start this conversion process. Yeah. Um, what I will do, Karma, is you can have a quick uh, awareness survival roll. Okay. Hmm. Can senses again? Nope. This is about recalling, not seeing. Okay. Sixteen. Sixteen. It happened almost exactly twenty-four hours after he was put in the Faraday cage. Oh. Uh, hmm. Oh. He. He, it took... Wait. Okay. I... Mm. Yeah, he was in the in the room for almost... For, I think, 24 hours. And then he started screaming. I, I think I've got something. It could potentially be that... Uh, that the issue was a, not a signal, but a lack of signal. Because if he's out and about, there's at least some latent signal from the Cyber Collective somewhere out there on the wind, and without that, there's potentially some protocol that instantly starts upgrading him after one day. I'm not quite sure. A good hypothesis. Yeah. And, okay, so... Doctor has an idea... What would you like to do? Uh, You're currently in the in the uh, the console room. Anyone else can contribute if they would yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. No Doctor has, by the way, left the cyber head in Randall's room, but we're going to deal with that later. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a problem for that's a future very, Doctor. A very very Doctor sentiment. <laughs> I'll deal with that um, later. Like I feel like further would have um, thoughts, but I'm not sciencey enough to have thoughts. Is anyone sciencey? Voice them. What no. do you think? No, I don't have thoughts. Feather would have thoughts. I don't have yeah. the science thoughts. I'm thinking. Well, I, I have a feeling that the doctor is about to formulate a plan that Feather would probably think of. That if you'd like, you can spend story points to get for me to give you. So let's see what the doctor um, says. Yeah. 
So the the doctor just sort of I'm just thinking of like I kind of want a way to sort of reconnect this signal in a way so that I can like sort of link myself in and speak with the cyber collective or some representative thereof and try and negotiate isn't really a good word but I've got ideas. Okay. So, would there be a way to sort of like hijack the communication? Yeah, without myself being upgraded. Of course. Yeah, has... and I mean the doc the doctor has experience from Nightmare and Silver specifically with uh being sort of linked in with the cyber collective and knows some workarounds, yeah. specifically gold and cleaning fluid, which haven't happened in uh, this timeline. Yeah, I will note. Well, the thing is, so, the doctor has had a lot of experience with communications and in interjecting and hijacking them. Like true. Like it wouldn't surprise me if twelve in his boredom at the university ran a pirate radio station that just you know communicated <laughs> out to the galaxy. Probably did. Yeah. I just DJ twelve. Yeah. Oh man. Oh god. All right. So. so that's definitely, and you also have the most beautiful and wonderful device in the universe. Tardis. Mm. Some and assistance so, is always good, though. Yeah. The doctor turns to Fares and just, I've got an idea. Do you have any experience in communications technology? I mean. Not really. No. You know who does? Uh, Randall. Cool. <laughs> no. Randall is busy right now. I know. Randall can't come to the phone, in real the life. phone right now. Oh, false me. In real life, me. I have. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'd rather. No. Okay, so, like, in. Out of character, I would. Uh, what I would do is instead of like trying to um, intercept the signal and like somehow hijack it, what I would do is capture the signal and then try to replicate it and use it as a fake source to send it uh, to the target. Ooh, that would be a safe signal. That's clever. Hey, GM. Yes, Doctor. Can. Uh, can I think of a way to do that and make some kind of roll to figure out how how to do? Nah. Am I? Great. Oh. Nah. <laughs> yes, of nah. course you can. You're the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Rude. Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> I love you, Mitch. Um, right. So, you're going to be making an ingenuity and technology roll. You get Take a... a you get tech adapt, you also get a plus two from Karma's assistance. So I get plus four. Because that was a good a good suggestion for sneakiness. Yeah. Okay, yes, that is very sneaky. <laughs> so, like, it, it, I, this, this is something that would work with, like, security devices. Yeah, that's true. When you're trying to mask a signal so that they don't see you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Copying is always safer than hijacking yeah <laughs> yeah like a proxy like a vpn mm. yeah making it seem like the tardis is a cyberman yep that doesn't sound ominous at all <laughs> no problem 25. 25. 
you go to work and get out your sonic screwdriver you get out an, an actual screwdriver <laughs> then you throw it yeah. away <laughs> I love you. And uh, I figure, if possible, the doctor would like to use any components of that cyberhead that she can. Because, I mean, the doctor has experience of sorts with cyber technology, sort of of this ilk, if you yeah. rem remember handles. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you would have a grasp. You'd be able to use um, portions of it. It would, but. I'll say it would pr probably ruin the effectiveness of Randall upgrading with it, but that's kind of irrelevant now. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you you take pieces of that using the Sonic to unscrew them and in create an interface that would allow you to communicate along the same network that Randall is currently jacked into. Yeah, I want to sort of do both. Like, I want to both spoof it and also sort of... I want to stop... I want to stop the actual... Uh, connection to the cyber collective and be able to communicate with it and then separately I want to be able to spoof it so that Randall's body thinks that is it's being communicated with and doesn't have to upgrade well Randall's been outside the Faraday cage yeah if he was going to be yeah. able to connect and it would stop it it would have already happened fair enough but once you do have the spoof signal, we can put Randall and the spoof signal in the Faraday cage, and the original signal can't read. So the problem there is, do we just leave him there? <sighs> I may have a potential long-term solution, but I need to communicate with a representative of the cyber collectors. Oh, that sounds like a brilliant idea. As if on cue, uh -huh. the phone no. rings. The phone rings. Um, yeah. The phone rings. Have I got it all linked up? Uh, you, you can you can loudspeaker it, or you can take it. I'll take it privately. Okay. <laughs> See you. Yeah. I'll take it privately. I'm I'm assuming like standing kind of near the cryopod got Randall in it. Yeah, you have several phones around the around this space. Yeah, of course I do. Do any of them? I think one of them actually works. Yeah, <laughs> there's like one on the console that works. Yeah. Of oh, like six, and Martha Jones's phone is probably still lying around. So doing it. Just I need to make a quick check. Yep. So oh, you yeah. pick up the phone with a little beep, and you hear on the other line. Did you think I wouldn't know? Might I ask? Am I speaking with a representative of the Cyber Collective or the Siberiat or whatever? You're ourselves these days. Mm. Technically no, technically yes. I would like some elaboration on that. No. Hmm. Fair enough. Am I correct? I'm assuming I'm speaking with the doctor. Yes. Wonderful. What are you doing to Randall? Oh. Nothing. That boy did it all to himself. Hmm. Is there anything I can do to stop it? That depends on the offering, Doctor. Well. I'm sneaking up behind the Doctor to see if I can eavesdrop. You can, you'd be able to hear the doctor's half, but you wouldn't be able to hear. Right, yeah, I want to hear the other half. 
make it, this is going to be like very, very hard, but make an awareness of our role. Okay, I need a story. Oh, yeah. Alright. And as is trying to sneak forward. So I, I see that you triggered my failsafe, Doctor. So Sorry. you acknowledge that this is your doing? Yes. And is there. Just confirm for me that there is something due to stop this. I have an offer that I believe you'll like, but first I want to know that my offer is secure. What security do you need, Doctor? The knowledge that I'm not making the bargain that I'm going to make for nothing. I see you're, you're trying to angle for me to pause his conversion. Not pause. Stop. Reverse. And what kind of position would I be in after that? Well, if you take my offer, perhaps a very good position indeed. Awareness what? Survival. Twenty-seven! You can yeah. hear, you can hear bits and pieces. Okay, I squeak right away and ruin my sneakiness because Ainsley. <laughs> yep, and you you can clearly identify this voice as Ainsley. Yep. Make a quick um, presence knowledge roll. Doctor or doctor. Okay, presence knowledge. Would anything come into this? Nope. I hate you. I know. I hate. Sixteen. Sixteen. What was Not the my best. What was the first question he asked you? The first question he asked me was, "Am I speaking to the doctor?" Exactly. Yep. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Meaning that the cyber Meaning that he doesn't remember me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we knew that because that was a thing, but we don't know that in character. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Something here I did want to mention. Was that you that uh, that did that with Randall back on Phyros? Was that your doing? Yes. It was quite fun. Why? Wanton murder is not the Cyber Collective's usual gambit. What are you up to? I wasn't acting on behalf of the Cyber Collective, Doctor. Who were you acting on behalf of? A friend. The Cyber Collective doesn't have friends. I'm not the Cyber Collective, Doctor. What are you? Ainsley Thorne. A pleasure. Who are you? A very good question. I'll receive you, Doctor. But I won't stop the conversion. And what, perhaps, would you do if I had something to offer you that would change your... I'll pause the conversion, Doctor. The upgrade. Would you have the ability to reverse it? 
to take that technology and put it somewhere else. Would he want that, Doctor? Ainsley, you clearly know who I am and you know what I'm capable of doing. I have a proposition for you, something I think you'll find very appealing. Release your control of my friend Randall. Remove all of the invasive cyber technology from his body. Leave him alive and unharmed. In return, I offer myself in his place. You've got the ability to upgrade non-human entities, I've seen it. It should really be an easy matter for you to remotely remove uh, the necessary components from Randall and adapt Doctor, them to my physiology, and from there I'm yours. Doctor holds out a hand like a shh. Like, we heard that. If, if Virgil's heard that, Virgil's immediately walking to another phone and picking it up and putting it to his ear. Yeah, Her arm. Do not work. Think about it. He doesn't care. In exchange for one human, just one human, you get the body of a Time Lord. The brain of a Time Lord. All that oh, processing that power, all 2,000 years of experience, time and space, and the keys to unlock them. All that potential, all yours. The thing is, Doctor, I know who you are. I know what you're capable of. And I know the one rule of engagement with you. You're a liar, Doctor. How <laughs> oh, very clever of you. I'll receive you. I'll pause the, the upgrade. But the thing is... The one thing that you respond to most, Doctor, is when your friends are in danger. Clearly. I'll be seeing you shortly, Doctor. And then click. Virgil is slams down Virgil the phone. Is, Virgil Are is you death glaring you. Alright, phone is down. Uh, question Does the Doctor know is the TARDIS console room safe to talk in with Randall there? Maybe. You're not sure if he's All completely right. shut down. Okay. The doctor just looks to... The doctor looks to everyone just... I have a plan. And, uh... Sounds like a bloody I, ridiculous one. Karma looks dubious. <laughs> you hear a, a chime at the TARDIS. This little din din. What? Wait, like a doorbell? Kind of. Oh my god! You've got uh, mail. I, like, like, at the door? I, I've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like an email? Kind of. Like, I see, you're trying to... It's a communication with coordinates. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you got a text. And I, I, I search up these coordinates. What is there? Nothing. I hate it. Sure. Uh, no, just, and when I say nothing, I don't mean there's like no life or no anything like that. There is no stars. There is a complete absence of anything. It's just a void? It is exactly that, Doctor. I hate that. The void I mean, that's the most end. of space. The void <laughs> at the end of the universe. Oh, no! Like, Wait, the end of an of time? It's literally the end of the universe? The, oh, God, the, um, I just got chills. The spatial end. <laughs> The edge. Oh, thank God. So uh, not the rest uh, of the okay. end. That was creepy. Not as... like the, 
that not was like the last uh, day. Not of like Utopia. Was not cool. No, not like Utopia. Utopia so, was freaky. It was. In oh, in well, in and the thing that's really scary, Doctor, is to be so far out as to not be able to see the light from any stars is terrifyingly far. Uh, Oop, who did we lose? We lost the doctor. Uh, whoops. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. We're back. Okay. We need yeah. we need her. They're back. <laughs> the doctor always lies. <laughs> we know. We're apparently angry. Um Cal, you there? We can't hear you. Cal? Cal? Duck. But buddy old pal, old cow. Come back to us, Doctor. Cal, we need you. So does anybody Ooh. else have any ideas? Or are we gonna have to like that is we're shooting? No, yeah. no shooting. Oh. I'm a Santarum. What do you expect my answer's gonna be? Something sciencey? No. Maybe this is a good time to take a break. <laughs> I think that is a very good time to take a quick break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Break before we go Apologies. to... Oh, no, we're back. We're back. Yeah. We're back. Oh, so, are we not taking break? We'll take a break shortly. Break, no break. Okay. The bed. Sorry, Discord app crashed. Yeah, that's all good. Julia. So, yes. Okay, hey, where were we? Terrifyingly empty and far away. Mm-hmm. All right. We've really got no other, no other options. Doctor plugs in the coordinates and away we go. Yeah. Oh god. The shifting and the fierce, impassioned dancing of the doctor at the controls. Yeah. Where are we going? To the edge no of the universe. Good. Beyond the edge of the universe. I'm not sure what's there, but it's the coordinates we got, and potentially it could just be a wild goose chase, but perhaps we could potentially be on be beyond the uh, reach of the cyber collective. I'm not sure. <laughs> You do the dance. All right. mm -hmm. The rise and fall of the central pillar of the TARDIS. Yep. Why would you want to be away from the Cyber Collective? I don't know. And you appear. And... The, the initial scans of the area... are so empty. Yep. Just completely and totally nothing. So until you see a small armada of ships. Mm-hmm. Scan scanning the ships. Scanning the ships right away. What type of ships? Who are they built by? So I think it's pretty obvious who they're built by. Cybermen? Yes. There oh. are a group of four cyber kind of destroyers. Mm. Big battleships. Yep. Yep. And then one very small very small. Transport ship mm -hmm. that you can s detect very clearly with a quick quick scan has an intense communications array. Like I, it is unreal. The, yeah. And scanning, like, where can I tell where they have come from? Have they come from the universe? From another universe? From seemingly the void appeared itself? out of nowhere. Oh no. Oh, right. I'm get, I'm getting very Cybermen who fell out of the void vibes from this. Mm. Oh boy. And uh, Doctor tries to sort of keep the dis keep uh, a bit of distance with the TARDIS, not flying directly into the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
I hide behind something even though there's that's just completely unreasonable <laughs> and doesn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Doctor sees all this on the screen and just Alright then. We've got a problem. Cat trying not to be sassy face, go. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? What? Uh, what? Uh. Is it a problem I can shoot? No. <gasps> Not enough shooting in the universe to solve this problem. Well, you'd be surprised, but that's just a Centauri thing, I think. Fair enough. <laughs> Alright then. I don't want to go walking into the middle of that. Could we not? I would agree with you on that. Doctor is keeping the distance and trying to... Uh, can I try and sort of link back in and call up Ainsley and or the Cyber Collective again? Yeah. Not hard. You've already yep. made the communication, you've established it. How would yeah, you like just to like communicate? Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking phone again. Okay. Not, and on if I'm not allowed to speak of? Yeah, of course. Cool. <laughs> Damn it. So you, you dial, and for about three minutes, you get caught on an answer phone that says, please hold the line. Oh my god. Is, is there like really bad waiting answers? Your call is very important to us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh that's god. terrible. Comcast? The person you're trying to reach is not available. Please hold the line. You are caller number eight. Has been disconnected. <laughs> oh god. I, little, little side tangent about me, the player. I work at a call center here at my school, and oh my god, the amount of. Disconnect numbers we get. Who? Oh yeah, I used to manage a call center. Oh, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> um, so after about three minutes, click. <laughs> Hello, doctor. What are you doing? I'm waiting. What is an armada of cyber ships doing out in the void? Isn't that a wonderful question, doctor? Yes, it is. Why don't you give me a wonderful answer? <laughs> Maybe you should come aboard, Doctor. How thick do you think I am? I'm not going to step right in into an armada of cyber ships. You've done it before, Doctor. <laughs> You're correct, I have. So in answer to that question, very. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, <laughs> angry. How about this, Doctor? Yep. I'll. I'm listening. I'll send two of them away. Hmm. How many are there? There's currently four, four destroyers. Oh, okay. Oh, that's okay. Half an army. Having two less nuclear weapons doesn't make it any less threatening. You still have nuclear weapons. A death fleet is still a death fleet. Yep. You're no fun, Doctor. 
You're correct. I'm not. And the four destroyers disappear out of thin air. <gasps> Wait, were they like... Can I scan? Were they an illusion? Like, Make an ingenuity science check. I would like yeah. to. Uh, like, what? I'm sorry, what? How can... Will tech adapts come into this? Yes. Wow. Good. Wow. Nothing makes sense. 21. Most likely they either didn't exist or very, very, very quick. Yeah, just... it's that... It, I'm, think, I'm thinking it's that comms array. It's gotta be. Fear's a funny thing, Doctor. Hmm, clever. And just real quick, scan the comms array, see approximately how many Cybermen are on it. Uh-uh-uh, Doctor. That would spoil the surprise. Alright, then. You've made your compromises, I'll, I'll make mine. And, uh, I bring the TARDIS down. So, you, are you driving it down? Yes. Docking as opposed to... Uh, tra transporting in? Yeah, not... Not in, no. Okay. I just... I, I feel like... Or, well, hmm. I sort of, I guess I request coordinates yeah. for where to land. So are you landing inside or outside? I would like to land inside, basically so that I have the TARDIS right at my back at all times. Okay. So in, you, you want to try and get close to him? TARDIS. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he chuckles, hangs up, and then... Let's you sit for about ten minutes. Oh. <laughs> and then send you a, a message. And send you a message with coordinates. Mm -hmm. Hate this guy. Really hate this guy. I mean, I love right. him. Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't right. know if I will hate him. And I want him to die, but I, he kind of the sort of villain I love. Yeah, okay, so the doctor... Uh, plugs in those coordinates, plus maybe like three feet just to fuck with him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's fine. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, like, real quick, just checks Randall's vitals, checks the ETA. Currently stable and not progressing. Good. Alright, and, uh, I look to Tilda just, Private Patterson... We're going to leave the console room. Get your gun. Oof. Yep. Alright, so yeah, set the TARDIS down. Okay. So you open the door, and then mm -hmm. you see a small desk with a Cyberman sitting behind it. Okay, that's the funny... Is it wearing a suit and tie? I feel like it's... It is not like wearing a, a suit and tie. Oh, oh, oh Business Cyberman. Business Cyberman. Cyber Secretary. Cyber Reception. <laughs> I, just, I just really want to see a Centauran in a, like, full tuxedo now. Oh my god. I mean, you've seen Cyberman. one in a rainbow tuxedo. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I mean enough. a Cyberman. I want to see a Cyberman in a full oh. tuxedo. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, please. Okay. 
Moving on, yeah. So, Cyberman behind a desk. Behind a desk. That's and disturbing. Behind the Cyberman is a set of double doors made of glass. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to stay the TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah, we all do. Choices, choices. Virgil doesn't. Oh, I definitely did. Virgil wants to shoot. I mean, yeah. I, I, wa- I want to go on the adventure, but I, I want to just stay the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Don't we all? All right. Doctor steps out and, like, just sort of looks around. There is a small waiting room. <laughs> of course there's a waiting room. Wow. Right. <laughs> okay, um... Oh, I love this dude. Yeah. Great. All right, cool. All right. And uh, yeah. just, of course there's a waiting room, because Angelie loves to make us wait. Yeah, fuck her. Um, I think Angelie's a dude. He's a hollow dick. That's what he is. Yeah. Um, so, I like as um, yeah. like as I as Bella is leaving with Tardis, she is up until this point uh, since the last stuff that happened last time. Rather than using she had the goggles on her head, she had them clipped to her waist. She moved them back to her head as she steps off the Tardis. Because <laughs> like, yeah, nope. You step out of the Tardis, and the cyber receptionist directs you towards the chairs. Of course. Doctor sighs and go- and like scans the chairs real quick with her sonic to make sure there's not any like cyber tech. Yeah. Amusingly, they're made of wood, Doctor. One one thing you all notice is the um the Cyberman sitting at the desk has no mouth area. It's just straight steel. Well, that's creepy. Mm. That's fun. I have no mouth and I must scream. There's all the pang! Pang! I don't like it. Alright, I guess we go and sit down. You sit Standing. and wait. Tilda stands. For about stand. 45 minutes. How is this happening again? How have we had two waiting rooms? Oh, thank God. Let's watch it. Hmm? I mean, can I say further with, like, scanning around, see if there's anything interesting, anything interesting in the there wall, is anything interesting about the Cyberman? Absolutely nothing interesting. Yeah, just the doctor just says boring. out loud at one point, uh, I would have expected the Cyber Collective to be more prompt. No response. Like, not even anything interesting about the Cyber thing, he's just... Cyber thing only the thing. only thing that can move in that Cyberman is its head and its arm. Oh damn, that's not oh. that's fun. Unpleasant. It's not even like a fully equipped unit. It might be. It has Fair no enough. mouth. It can only move its arm and its head. Uh, poor, poor thing. So after about forty-five minutes of just silence and mild mm-hmm. conversation between you guys, a small ding. And the double doors slide open. Oh boy. And that's where we'll Exciting. take our break. <sighs> oh, amazing. I love it. I hate it. I love it. <laughs> I'll be back in yeah. a second. I'm just going to go fill up my drink. I just want to say, in character, I hate Ainsley. Out of character, I fucking love him. Well, yeah. I think we all feel great, that way. Great villain. Great villain. <laughs> yep. Fucking hate him, so but fucking love him. Oh boy. 
Oh boy. And I, I love I the reactions to my very doctory plan. Yeah. Because we, we as characters don't know that uh, the doctor has done this a bunch of times and it's a yeah. trick. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. a trick. You're correct. Because yeah. it. Like, the doctor always said that they offer themselves up for whatever, and then they never do. Yeah. Standard doctor, really. Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay, like, uh, should I get more coffee? It's up to yes. you. Yes. I, I, I already had two servings of coffee, no. but it's instant, yes. so it's not very strong. Always more coffee. Coffee. Okay, coffee. I don't, I don't right. drink coffee, See you but in coffee. a minute. Also, I'm playing. I'm playing a uh, gunslinger character in a D and D campaign today. Fun. I'm excited. Nice. Basically, uh, her and her artisans guild invented the firearm. That's, nice. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I He's may basically like not... a good Anna Ripley. One thing that I'm enjoying is, um, hopefully, not long after this game, provided I can get the computer with my sister, I'm going to be sorting out the character sheet. For my Derolo rogue. Nice. Your Derolo. Deroglo. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Love you, Cal. Yeah, I, I basically went. Yeah. I want to be a Derolo kid, but I want to be a rogue. So I'm doing that. Ooh. Fun, fun, fun. God, I've been waiting for this so long. Also, pause, question for you. Yeah? I don't know if you read it in the chat, but are you still wearing Virgil's jacket? Hmm. I mean, when we got brought in, probably would have given it back, honestly. Okay. I was just wondering. I probably, yeah, I think so. Once we got in the warmth. Because in all honesty, it wouldn't have bothered Virgil either way. Hmm. Mm. Once he doesn't need it, she probably would have given it. Yeah. Uh, like, can her, um, my little patch of greenhouse have those flowers on it now? Yes. Cool. What even flowers are they? Um, they are, hold on, I have it, I have it. They're complicated names, so hold on a sec. Um, That's fine. They are the tall... Um, blue and white ones mm -hmm. are called Colincia Verna, and the blue ones, the little blue ones, are called Om. I cannot pronounce the first word, but they're both called Vernas at the end, and that's why it's those yeah. flowers. And my emotions come back. Yep. Well, feelings. I. I mean, I I did spend like five. Five actual IRL minutes in a Santaran salute. Yeah, because <sighs> I was just like, I needed to. Oh, the fun! Yeah. Oh, the emotions! Oh, the fun motions! <laughs> oh, life! We play oh, to experiencing life. new feels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Things we might never feel otherwise. Oh, but Mitch, I had not thought about the fact that this was the first funeral further ever went to. Thank you for making me think about that. You're welcome. But it's like true, cause like, she didn't have friends. 
Here's the thing though, the full flashback has only been the ever one to actually make me feel emotion IRL. Oh, all, the, all the other flashbacks have just made me been really excited to learn about the backstory. And that one's actually given me emotion. Hello. Hello. So I'm like, thank you. Okay. Do we yeah. have a tilde? Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah, um, so the thing earlier was the spoofing, we could have also spoofed the receptor. It will make it basically a man in the middle attack. Mm. Mm. Also, I worked in network security for four years. Yeah. So, <laughs> just just yeah. remember that most of the people here have no idea what that means. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, sure, not along. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Hello, that's basically me when anybody starts talking sciencey stuff. I'm just like, uh huh. Yeah, also, sure. Like, most of the time, I can't tell the difference this. between real science and techno babble. Yeah, techno babble is very different. Yeah, I'm I trying. Know. I'm I trying to that. make it mostly techno babbly. I, okay. I just mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. Because then I can not be wrong. <laughs> you can't then... call out don't... my science. It's my science. Exactly. All right. Are we all ready to continue? No. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Great. So. <laughs> you. S you, uh, you see the cyber receptionist point to you. Cyber receptionist. Sorry. <laughs> the door is wide open, a small green light above it. Yeah. I don't like it. Alright. I don't like any of this. Virgil's loving it. Virgil's ready to shoot anything the moment. Yeah, the doctor's not liking this, but just size and just all right. Come on, everyone. Frustratedly, you all step up because you have just been waiting for like almost an hour. You're goddamn right. We have. <laughs> and step into the office. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see along the walls, it's not a large office, maybe 20 by 30. You see along each wall yep. are six Cybermen, totaling 12. I hate it. I really hate it. All of them have that same uh, steel mouth piece as opposed to the uh, glowing one that you see as standard. Yeah, that's really weird and I hate it. And then. Sitting in a chair, no desk, lounging in a comfortable chair, is a man. Gaunt, mm -hmm. tall, widow's peak hair, shaved mm -hmm. short. Question, does this man, is this man a real, a real boy? Yeah. This yeah. man, <laughs> this man <laughs> is a real boy. Yeah. He's a holodeck. I knew like, it. made of blood <sighs> and shit? Made of blood, <laughs> muscle, and, and shit. <laughs> but, as you question, yes, are there Cybermen on all four walls, including the back wall? Just the two left and right walls. So good. Yeah, can I scan those and uh, just sort of keep an eye on how active they are? Active, but not moving. Okay, so they're on. They could just start. They could walking just anymore. walk and shoot and do whatever they like. 
Wonderful. Oh, Are you okay there? <laughs> All right. Doctor stands close to the back door of the room. That's fair. As soon as you start scanning him, you get very, very, not very far into it before it gets terminated. Uh, I'm going to unconsciously just start walking slowly backwards, <laughs> like almost out the door. Shink! <laughs> oh god. As the door closes behind you. Door is made of glass, you glass, said? Glass, yes. Wait, awesome. But, normal but like glass. Fr frosted, like, so you can't see through it. Glass. Yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking like, yeah, like high-techy frosted glass, yeah. Yeah, transparent aluminum. Aluminium. Yep. And smiling as he stares upon you, Ainsley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like the receptionist, Doctor? It's unorthodox. It doesn't it talk. Move. It's interesting, that's for sure. So, you wanted to offer yourself. In exchange for Randall. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. What if I say no? You know me. You know what I'm like, you know what I can do. Mm-hmm. The full wrath of a Time Lord. Terrifying. I'm detecting a heavy hint of sarcasm from that voice. Oh, yes. Oh, fuck you. So who are you, exactly? It's not really... Not really the Cybermen's ilk to, uh... Keep non-upgraded humanoids around. See, that's what happens when you bend something to your will, Doctor. Ah... That's what it is. Cyber Collective doesn't control you, you control the Cyber Collective. They are my swarm, Doctor. And how'd you do that? It's a quite wonderful, accomplishment. wonderful question. He takes a long, slow sip from a drink. You see, Doctor, I don't really care to have you. You may be helpful, but I have no cyber controllers, I have no cyber generals. I have mild cyber commanding units, but they're nothing more than a slightly larger, slightly less useless hunk of metal. So if you want me to save your friend, and I can, you're going to need to offer something much more interesting. Hmm. What do you need the Cyber Collective for? I need to control. Make sure that people don't do stupid things. People tend not to do stupid things when they can't think for themselves. Doctor just sort of raises eyebrows, just... That's a sentiment I've heard far too often. Hmm. But realistically, I don't care. Oh, 
I'd prefer to OS. I'd prefer to just be left alone. Well then, I can find you a place to be left alone. You think I haven't found one, Doctor? Fair enough, we are in absolutely the middle of nowhere. It's wonderful. It's quiet. I can do my work. Clearly. Tell me a little bit about you. Where are you from? What's your deal? He raises an eyebrow. <laughs> How does a normal individual man like you come to control the Cyber Collective? Firstly, rude. <laughs> I control the Cyber Collective through being clever. Fair enough. They're By idiots, the way, really. Mitch. Yes. Am I getting any Time Lordy vibes off of me? Your scans don't currently work. My brain does work, and <laughs> it's pretty. It's it's semi-established canon that Time Lords at least can kind of tell when they're looking at another Time Lord. Make me a presence. Mm -hmm. And mm. let's say presence subterfuge. Alright. Presence subterfuge. I'm spending a story point for the two extra dice. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can to make an insight check on I'd really like to be left alone and mm -hmm. I don't really care about anything. Yes, of course. Um, that would be a um... I'm glad I spent that story point. 15. We'll say awareness presence, Stella. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. That's a rough roll, man. I'm also going to spend a story point. Yeah. 15. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a second. I would normally also make an insight roll, but I'm too busy being scared. Yeah. I just want, I want to resolve this in order. Is that 20? 21. 21. Seems genuinely honest. He just does like, that, that statement that he wants to be left alone... Seems very, very okay. honest. Uh, and no, you don't detect anything, Doctor. It might be this. Okay. It, like, it's more of a. Your mind is on other things right now. It's too hard to focus. Fair enough. And uh, so, just, just sort of look at him and just. So you're just doing this, what, for your own amusement? Hmm. How about we play a game, Doctor? You ask a question, I'll answer honestly. I ask a question, you answer honestly. Ha. It's a dangerous game. It's fun, isn't it? I suppose it can be seen as such. I'm glad I'm not the one playing this game. A warning, Doctor. Don't lie. I don't plan on it. Excellent. <laughs> Very well. Ask your question, Doctor. How in detail do I fix Randall? You can't. My turn. What do you know about Xing Zhao? 
doctor looks at Ainsley, just sort of raises an eyebrow, just, it's a name that I saw once. Aside from that, I do not quite know. Good. Your turn. Can I play? Were you lying when you said that you could fix Randall? One second. Human. Interesting. You would like to join? Yes. Come forward. I'm sorry, Doctor, but this is far too interesting. And he kind of gives you a once-over, Tilda. Hmm. Unit. Soldier. Early 1990s? You may ask a question. What would interest you as an exchange for Randall? See, Doctor, this is why you have friends. Hmm. I wish to be free. My turn. Why shouldn't I kill you all right now? We can offer you freedom. Small curled smile. Hmm, interesting. How many of my ships are you aware of? I believe it's the doctor's hold up, turn. Hold up, hold up. Stop. It is my turn. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Shang Zhao? See, Doctor, now you're asking the right questions. Shang Zhao is a man. My turn. My freedom is from certain people. How do you intend on confirming that? Hmm. There are certain places, certain times in the universe that can't be reached. Interesting, interesting. What if the, my, certain, my certain people were able to travel in that capacity? Again, it's not the time to ask the question. Indeed, it is. <laughs> what does Shang Xiao want? Peace. Traveling with us on Taran. No, actually, how? By some sheer coincidence, I suppose. 
He's just one of the ones who ended up uh, stepping into my TARDIS. I don't discriminate. Do you? He smiles broadly. I smile back at him. Ah, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, Doctor. You never know. Your turn. Virgil steps forward. Another oh, player. Definitely. I will warn you that with the gun, I would suggest against that. I'm not going to use the gun, so don't worry. I just have one question. Mm -hmm. Is there a connection between me and this man that wants peace? That's a very broad question. There's a connection between everyone and the man who wants peace. I highly doubt that. Quick question. Did you say that in character? Yep. <laughs> We're from <laughs> another universe. How are we connected? <laughs> ah. She didn't say that out loud. She didn't say that yes. out loud. Everyone is under his eye. Even you, Doctor. Bird, what just planet his head? is Shang Zhao from? <laughs> See, I'm going to answer this and you're going to get mad. Well, then go ahead and answer it. Just delaying the inevitable. Smiles a big toothy grin. Gallifrey. Can't say I'm surprised. Your turn then. Hmm. I'm bored of this. How about a deal, Doctor? Go ahead. You leave me to my business. I will... have the minimal impact I, that I need for my work. And I will... save your precious pet. And... maybe point you in the right direction. Define save. I'll stop him from being completely upgraded. And will you prevent it from happening in the future? Nope. <sighs> what guarantee do I have that you won't just leave for five minutes and then continue upgrading? You have my word. That. As long as you don't come after me. And as long as... No one knows I'm here. I'll leave him. Also, don't put him in a Faraday cage. That was silly. I'll do what I can. I have a question. 
that store thing. <sighs> sure. So, you said you wanted to just be left alone, but, um, as far as I can tell, you are involving yourself with other people. I have a problem. Doing. I have a problem. You see, you that's... Do. <laughs> I cover my mouth. <laughs> <sighs> my mouth will get you in trouble. I hide. <laughs> Behind Tilda. <laughs> Who's tall. The person interested in you, Doctor, has a vested interest in me. As long as you are distracting them, I won't need to worry. I suppose we have a common enemy, then. I wouldn't call them my enemy, but yes. An ally I'd prefer not to talk to. Hmm. So, Doctor, mind being my weapon for me? That is a word that I don't take lightly. I know, it's fun, isn't it? He takes another long sip. The Cyber Collective, do you simply keep them in your grasp? Yes. Call them insurance, Doctor. I have one last question. What will I get for it? A promise that I won't come after you. Mm. All right. Ask. Where exactly can I find Sheng Shao? I can't tell you that. Why? I prefer not to die. Hmm. But I can push you in the right direction. Feel free to. Just because you don't tell me something outright doesn't mean that you don't, say, drop a piece of paper on the floor with some writing on it. <laughs> uh, wow, that was subtle. <laughs> that was subtle, Doc. <laughs> that's that's how the doctor do. You see, Doctor, there's a problem in that. And that would be? He is always watching. Hmm. The dragon always watches. Fair enough. And you watch him tap a couple buttons on a very, like, old-school-looking keyboard. Yep. Like an old, like... Yeah, like an old clickety-click-click. Mm-hmm. How quaint! Some people just enjoy that mechanical keyboard feel. Yep. Actual physical keyboard. Mm. Wow. <sighs> I 
a quick question before I evacuate you. What do I get what? in return? <laughs> uh, that Doctor, was you, a weird you, choice of words. You and your crew have always have already asked quite a few questions that I have not needed any response for. Fair enough. How did you find the SS Jones? There was a distress signal. We followed it. Hmm. Something to note in a future version. Alright. Mm. Mm. I believe you'll be leaving. Doctor just looks at Ainsley for a sec, just continues to look at him. You're, just sort of standing there. You hear a chorus of Okay. Doctor looks at companions. Alright, we're leaving. As twelve guns are trained on the group of you. Yep. I am out of there. Yes. And the door opens behind you. Reggie just kind of looks at all on the side and then goes, eh, another day, and just walks out. <laughs> Go cause trouble, Doctor. Wait, um... As long as you can don't. I, like, can I hold back for a sec? Why don't they have mouths? I don't like them talking. What would they say? Petty things. Stupid things, really. Mm. Obsessed with upgrading. And you're not? No. It's simply a means to an end. Then why you will be ramble? upgraded. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> why, why Randall? Because he yes, wanted to. Why Randall? And what happens if there is no Randall? What consequences is there to you? You no longer have an operative inside the TARDIS. I'll find another way. Will you? Machines, Doctor. It's what I'm good at. Donatello, he does machines! Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, fidgety. Coffee high. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm going to die. I need to leave immediately. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Doctor Who crossover. Boom. <laughs> Can we please? Oh god. I want that to exist now. I'm gonna say no. Um, Are you in New York? <laughs> I'm sorry, we've totally ruined the moment. Sorry. Yep. I'm horrible. That's us. Yep. I'm running back to the TARDIS. Mm. You run back, and the doctor's still there. Yep. The doctor just kind of walks mm. very, very slowly, just waiting constantly. He's going to be the last one in. He's not going to allow yeah. anybody else to go in. We're all machines, Doctor. Like it or not. Everyone has a purpose. That's one way of looking at it. It's a very, uh... It's a very old-fashioned way, in my opinion. It's correct. 
Even you, you, perhaps. Even you have a purpose, Doctor. Perhaps I do, perhaps I don't. As I said, go cause trouble. As long as you don't. No guarantees. No guarantees. He nods to you. And Doctor turns around and walks away. I assume then joined by Tilda and Feza. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And the doors of the TARDIS close with a click. What would you guys like to do? Uh, Check Randall. Yeah. Currently fine. Progress has stalled. Stalled, like, st still, like, Stop. a little more upgraded than before. He's still a little bit more upgraded than before. Mm -hmm. He didn't say that he was going to reverse it, he just said he was going to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. You think if he was true to his word, you can probably take him out of the cryo freeze now. Yeah. Okay. What would you guys like to do? I'd like to take him out of the cryo freeze. Yeah. And put him in his room to go sleep. Yeah. I'm so. scared. I'll take him out of cryo freeze. And you notice that he has slightly more dark skin. Then when he went in, I don't like it. Dark like tan or dark like dark like uh, a like a, a shade of black. Um, dark like there's metal under his skin. Dark like there's metal under his skin. Yeah, like all of his skin. A, a his right arm, his left arm, and a significant portion of his chest. I'm gonna do a scan. Yeah, ditto. Hmm. I'm gonna poke him. So, <laughs> <laughs> you poke him, he. Is, Does he seem metal-y on the inside? Yes. Uh, in some in some places, in other places, no. But there seems yeah. to be a progression and some sort of internal sh shell. It seems to be building. Mm-hmm. It's most noticeable in his hands and arms. Yeah. Is it coming out of him? No. Under the, surface of, under the surface of the skin hasn't seemed to be coming out. Have I ever seen, like, a picture of a Cyberman? Yeah. Well, oh, okay, so I would have known what that, that head was, I guess. Yeah. You would okay. know. But also, everyone's got their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you put him down to rest, and he's probably going to be sleeping for a while. Probably a couple yeah. days. Yep. What would you guys like to do? Uh, I suppose just uh, there's really nothing more to do than just sort of plug in random coordinates and go. Get back to the universe. I'm gonna 
Well, I thought you wanted to go find the Zodiac guy. The issue is we don't have any leads. Well, never finished following the Selectus lead. Fair enough. We did not. Problem is, I've got a professor to avoid. Does that mean shooting? I, how do you if we get can help it. Yeah, I don't know how you got a shooting from that. <laughs> it's the Professor Bernadide, thanks to the Professor, that's what Virgil computes in his head. Yeah. So, you've just been told you're about to be pushed in the right direction. Yeah. Uh-huh. Would you like to wait and accept that push, or leave? Do we get I would like to wait and accept that push. Yeah. Let me get a hint. Get a hint. You get another little boop boop. After about 20 minutes. Because of course he wastes 20 minutes. Of course he does. I dislike this man. I love him. Like, he. I Meanwhile, I'm, I'm playing with the coin. Ooh, that's a thing. Because I want to see what it is even closer. I'm like, I've looked at you for like hours, but I can't figure you out. I'm going to keep looking at you. <laughs> Are you doing it in a way that people would notice? No, of okay. course not. <laughs> so. I'm in a corner far away from the console room somewhere, probably. Oh, good. So. Yeah. You see a small, short message encoded. That after the TARDIS Ooh. deals with that encoding, reveals locations. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! You, get, you receive coordinates to a planet. Mm -hmm. It has no name, and the system that is in has no name. Mm -hmm. What would you like to do? I think the only option really is to go there. Alrighty. You kick it into gear. Mm -hmm. And away you trek through time, through space, out of the oppressive void. Yep. Leaving Ainsley to himself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that a like a growl? That was, that was false growling. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, maybe further too. <laughs> you find yourselves very, very quickly transported to this planet. Uh, doctor, make me a quick scan to try and identify where the heck you are. Gladly. Uh, what, uh, Ingenuity Science? Uh, yeah. Alright, so... 21. 21. 21? 21. I don't know. Um, sorry. My old, <laughs> my old Jewish man came out. Um, <laughs> So, oh, good. Doctor, you do manage to isolate where you are. The planet? Mm -hmm. It's called Elyrin. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, called Eliorin, and is a fascinating planet. Yeah. It's in is it now. It is entirely covered in <laughs> grass. Oh, oh, Ferris is going to have a literal field day and also a figurative field day. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's a field day! It is, the entire thing is a sweeping savanna. Wow. There are underwater rivers that fuel, that make the grass grow. And the temperature is hot. Oh boy. So, hitting like mid-30s Celsius. It's like perfect Ferza planet. I don't know what to do. Finally going to an alien planet, you guys. Um, <laughs> like so far, one. no life has been seen or scanned on this planet. Yeah. As it's relatively out of the way. Mm -hmm. But um, for those writing notes, Eliarin is E L I A R I N. Would you like to go down? Sure, why not? Go they, to the planet! Go to the planet! Do the bad thing! Go to the planet! Yeah. Do the no. bad idea! So, I nearly did the bad idea. I mean, you guys already did a, did a bad idea. We always do the bad idea. Just one bad idea! All of them! We do all all every bad idea. Yes. I, all I, our I, ideas I, are bad. Just, just a little I bit. I nearly did a Virgil bad idea. Mm. And then I didn't. Oh. So. Oh. Bad, bad idea. You arrive on the planet with literal no issues. And you open up the door. And the thing that you weren't aware of, Doctor, other than the kind of humid heat that comes in. Yeah. The grass is about 30 feet tall. Oh! What? That's fascinating. Long, and, it, and it's long blades of grass coming out of the ground. That's big old grass, like tree-sized so grass. <laughs> that is so cool. Mm. It's tree grass. And it's and it bends softly as you kind of exit the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. I want to scan You can actually kind of feel on the inside <laughs> of the um, the grass uh, blades. There's yep. actually a small moisture. Ooh, that's so interesting. I want to know how everything works. I want to know how this planet works. I want to know everything. Like everything. Kind of. So, if you would like to, Ferza, make me a Hi. make me a scan roll. Yeah! I'm gonna use one of my lucky dice and one of my birthday dice. What does it smell like? Wow, that sucked! Um, uh, it smells, 16, smells sweet. Oh. Kind of like flowers, but kind of not. You have that, that hint of moisture in the air. Sorry, kind of like what? Kind of like flowers, but more like a forest oh, okay. kind of smell. Okay. I rolled a 1 and a 2 and I got Ooh. 16. That's not too bad. You can actually identify uh, two very interesting things. One is that the, uh, the blades of grass themselves have water inside them. Mm -hmm. It seems to be sweating out of them. Mm -hmm. And that the soil beneath is not very thick. Huh. Mm -hmm. So there's like cave space yeah. below us? Cave systems. Awesome! Wow, you made this planet for Furza. <laughs> you made me a planet. 
Yeah. I'm gonna live here. Don't worry. <laughs> right? Don't worry. It gets better. Oh, man. Like, me better or you better? Both. Oh, oh no. Good. Like, both at the same time or different? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so. After you kind of release Foss like a child at a candy store, <laughs> and she's scanning, scanning, going crazy, you guys are appreciating the slowness of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. The grass slowly bending and a slight subtle wind that kind of courses over the top of the canopy. Then you guys hear a very, very loud thud. Oh! Followed by another very, very loud thud. Ooh. Now Bert was interested. And what? again. Is it coming closer? Oh, giant animals. Seems to be, seems to be coming closer. Are we... S- did we turn small, or are they just really big? Uh, no, you guys are same size as you were. Still no fantastic knowledge. But no animals, you said, on the planet? Uh, so far you haven't seen anything, but... You've only been here for a few minutes. No, I mean, you said no, there was no alien. No, no one has yeah. come down to check it. Oh. This is an unexplored. This is an unexplored world. No, no aliens. No, known aliens. Oh, I thought uh, you said there were no life signs. No, no, no nothing known. Okay. The only thing that's known about the planet is its makeup, okay. and that's basically oh. a scan from way far away. Think like Discovery scanning from ages away. Mm. Yeah. Or Sally Ride, actually, it's probably better. Yeah. I was about to say, Sally Ride would be a better description. Sorry, I, I've just been watching Discovery today. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Don't apologize for that. So, this loud, oh, yeah, rhythmic thudding, and that you can, imme- as, as it approaches and gets closer, you can hear that it's actually, every thud is actually two thuds. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. So it's a very quick. Oh, like, quadrupeds. Is it like a heartbeat? Yeah. More no, like footsteps. Quadrupeds. Yeah. Yeah, like horses. Horsies. Like horses. Giant Ooh. horses. Ooh. That's maybe we should get out of the way. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. If it. Back into the TARDIS. We've got to do some scanning. Oh, can can they it. crush us? Probably. Potentially. Bird is oh. just like constantly trying to look around, but like the grass is like, yeah. like. I'm, yeah, I'm scanning like, around. Three times as cool as him. Yeah. Or six times. So, uh, it depends. Are you scanning or are you jumping in the TARDIS? I'm scanning. Sorry. You fa- I'm in the candy store, man. <laughs> I'm in research mode, bitches. Uh, <laughs> you- Fair say you're gonna get crushed! No. <laughs> but discovery! I need to know! I'm in patient yes. <laughs> Doctor, you're gonna have to say something to stop her from staying out here. I've got an idea. Yeah, so I'm I'm not, not, is any discovery worth, worth your death? Uh, we don't know. Can the doctor I grab her and pull her inside? I was just about to say, I have, I have an idea because I was still technically out there. I hadn't gone in just yet. Virgil's gonna run up literally pick up Virgil <laughs> yes, yes. and run back in the TARDIS. Oh, this again. Okay, oh, Vir- Virgil make a strength fighting roll and uh-huh. uh, yep. Fezza make a coordination fighting roll. 
Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, no. Coordination survival. Let's give you a chance. Aww. You're giving me a chance, Mitch. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> that. I'm not gonna spend a story point on it. It's so no. Seventeen. Can't. Can't stop. Seventeen. Oh, it's a tie! Seven. It's a tie! Oh. The ties go to defenders! They do. Yes. <laughs> Am I Who's a the defender? defender, though? The defender is Fazer. Yeah. Defend I'm not skilled to get you away from danger. Fazer awkwardly I wiggles. Fazer awkwardly wiggles out of Virgil's grasp. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not allowed to dodge like a cool. I'm sorry, but Fazer has never been cool. Virgil's just gonna stand with her then. Can I just- I'm standing like back up against the TARDIS, but I wanna see if I can see it. Yeah, uh, make a like, scan yeah, roll. I wanna see what I- if I can see what's coming. Yeah, make a scan roll. It's hard to see through the, um, canopy of grass. I know, but scan, scan, scan. <laughs> you know you can I scan just while- Why do my dice hate my scans? My hmm? dice hate my scans, I rolled two ones and got fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> the canopy the is currently too dense. Uh, you know you can scan just well from a, inside. I will get, get in the box. If I can't <laughs> see what it is before it goes. In the box. In the <laughs> Close the door. Yeah, and, and I'm the doctor not happy is about for it. Yeah. yeah, I run up to the TARDIS like screens or whatever's there to see what the doctor's doing and like. <sighs> Doctor, yeah, and the doctor makes the screens fully visible to... Yeah. Yay. You start scanning for life. Oh, yes. What you scan... Mm -hmm. ...is an enormous creature. Ooh. Like... It's nearing, like, a hundred meters tall. Okay, that's... Dude. Translating that to... Freedom units? To... Yeah, um, that's... many feet? 30 no, feet? No, way bigger than no, that. No, 30 yards. 100, yeah. No, 100 meters is like 100 yards. So yeah. 300 So, feet. 300 feet. That's a lot. <laughs> That's big. That's Wait, let, 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 like the right size yeah, 330 the feet tall. Wild. 66 times Virgil. And it looks like Oof. it's got a very, very rough hide. Oh, dinosaur. <gasps> The most Rhino? interesting part about it is you can s uh -huh. you can detect with the scans dozens of smaller life forms on it. <gasps> oh, that is so cute. Is this like a <laughs> yeah? Is this like a giant turtle with stuff on its back type I don't situation? Know. Fair enough. Maybe. You'll have to get out and take a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I guess I guess we'll do that. We're not in the path, are, are we? we? Yeah, are yeah. we in the path? No, you're not in the path. It's just nearby, and it's okay. it's yes. it's the fact that it's so huge. All right, that it's yeah. it's it's um footsteps would make earthquakes on on lesser planets. Yeah. All right. So I guess we go out and look. Yes.
You yeah, 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 yeah. Virgil just kind of stands ready to give anybody a boost so they can have a look <laughs> over the grass. Not much of a boost. Yeah, you, you, Dude, you, you're like three feet tall. It's, yeah, it's the grass is like the size of trees. I'm going to suggest, up. Doctor, that you just fly the TARDIS upwards. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you're not going to really be able to see anything. Yeah, let's let's cool. do that. And cool. We can look at out the doors. So, whoosh, the TARDIS goes up. Yeah. You fling I, the doors open, yes? Yeah, I am opening the door before we stop flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm going. you can see as you kind of coast up and angle down through the doors, a massive, Eric Campbell yes, massive, massive, creature that has a rough grey skin. Yeah. It has eight legs. Ooh. So each each step was just two of them moving. Oh. And it moves uh, incredibly slowly. That's fun. It's got a kind of roundish but more longer body. It looks almost so ovular. Ovular is ovular the word. Ovular is the word. For. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. Yep. You're um, welcome. Yeah, and you can see spatterings of green all over it. Ooh, like plants. Like plants. I like it. And just very slowly, every and then, but consistently, stomp, stomp, stomp. stomp. Like an oval, Sin. Mhm. Mm yeah, I know. <laughs> Ovular means egg, though. Yeah, not egg. Yeah, that's not well, what you wanted. It is egg-like technically. Egg-shaped. It is vaguely egg No, no, no. It means an egg like humans have. Yeah, I know. Ovular. <laughs> Let, let's move on. They both come from the okay. same root because an egg is shaped like an oval. Moving on. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you see no discernible head to this creature. Just yep. the body and eight legs. As it's slow. Yeah. And it doesn't... It, the way it moves, it doesn't seem to have, like, knees. It just seems uh. to shift. Is That's it like hard. a giant tardigrade? Mm, no, big, more, more elongated legs. Okay. I'm getting like a cross between like a weird turtle, a rhino, and yeah. like feet from an elephant. Uh, the legs kind of sprout out off the sides, kind of spider or scorpion-esque. Oh. Whoa. Oh, that's okay. So it's weirder that's than true. I thought. That is, yeah. That's neat. Were the things from Maze Runner? No, not like this. Gross. Oh. Um, yeah, but because there's no discernible head, it just kind of has a thorax. Ugh. Yeah. It's like a weird giant mamma mammalian bug. Like a cockroach. Who says it's That's a mammal? That's gross. Hey. True, yeah. We don't know it's a mammal. Cockroach. Yeah, we don't. It just That's... looks like it. Ugh. That's mammal privilege. <laughs> okay. So, what would you guys like to do? As you look at uh, this stunning creature. If we get uh, just, sort, just sort of watch it for a bit. Mm. What's on it? What's on it? Yeah, so what is little on things it? on it. There are small yeah. creatures currently pitter-patting around its legs and its back. What and kind of things? You unfortunately can't get a good enough scan at this range. Can we go in closer? Of course you can. I would like to fly in closer. Closer. I'm just imagining Virgil thinking to himself, I guess I can't shoot this. No. Why would you? I just realized that. Beautiful. I just realized the doctor has terrible first contact 
principles. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're, you're correct. Are you um, what principles? If, no, no, no. Unless I think the thing with Doctor is key. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> the yeah. I, I want to see with my eyes. Right. So drifting down, I assume you keep the door open because you want to get a nice physical mm -hmm. look as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hanging like out the of there, man. Yeah. Watching on the screen, yeah. But... yeah. You slowly drift down, uh, taking it in slow, Doctor, just to try and make sure that they appreciate this wonderful, wonderful creature. Yeah. And as you get closer, you start to see humanoid figures currently oh, walking God. on its back. Yes. Oh. Now, but okay. Uh, you notice green skin. Oh. And it's you can see just visually, maybe like sixty to seventy. All right, and just looking at them, are they a race that I recognize? Nope. Are they oh. lizard people? They are not lizard people. Aww. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, you'd need to get much closer to actually be able to detect any kind of skin I, or anything like that. Is it possible for me to... Are there, like, buildings on this thing? Small ones. Oh my god. I would like to bring the TARDIS <laughs> down onto the thing. Like, Alrighty. land it in this little weird village. Okay, so you land on, on its back. Yeah. And you've been noticed, because a blue thing floating in the sky is pretty noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to contact, kids. <laughs> And yeah. You're gonna freak. Immediately landing with a shake. Yep. Uh, I assume you're all just stepping out? Uh, yeah. Cool. So you all step out, and uh, first up, Fares are making a scan roll. Yeah! Dice, I'm gonna switch dice now. The, the birthday <laughs> dice only work on your birthday. Well, no it was my day. birthday dice and my lucky dice. Which is oh. maybe they cancel each other out. I just rolled two sixes, so it was them. It was no. clearly the dice's fault. So, so yeah. general means lots. Thirteen plus twelve. You wanna know something real cool? Something real cool that you get with that twenty-five? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. This creature, this moving hulking creature, is made uh -huh. of stone. Oh. Oh. It's not skin, it is stone. That's so cool! cool. Oh. God, it's sentient I pet it. You reach down <laughs> and you, you tap like, it. Like just normal, everyday, just rock? No, this is very, very special rock. Special rock. Special very rock! Special rock. Very special yeah, rock. I love it. Actually, make me an awareness and knowledge check, Feza. Me? Yes, you. I don't know this. You are the only one who would know this. Okay, awareness and knowledge. Okay. Oh. Could really. I actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna spend a story point on this. I wanna know this. I really wanna know this. Okay. Cool. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. You've seen this stone before. I have. What? Oh. You don't recall where you saw it. But I got twenty-four. Oh no. One. I think I might know what it is. 
If you tell people, you might Every... be able to figure it out. Uh, I this 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 yeah? the, the the creature that we're standing on is it's sentient, but it's made of rock. It's, it's, it's okay. Doctor Sonic Screwdriver is out I, I making like a scam. Yep. Uh, I know, this, but I don't have data, and I can't remember. Yep. Doctor, make a uh, ingenuity knowledge check. Alright, ingenuity oh. knowledge, that's a good one. It's like literally your best role. Yep. How living in this game? Well, that, it's good that it is, cause, uh, 17. 17? With, with the combined effort of the two of you, you realize and look at each other and think, oh shit, mm. it's the stone from the cube. Wait, the cube? The cube, back on oh, Cyrus 11. Yeah. This is where... Oh! Wait, they took... Oh, that's Oh! <laughs> there it is. Yes! <laughs> yep. Yes! I was thinking yes. something else, but that's worse. Yeah. Oh, no. This is where the professor got it. She okay. got it from a living thing! Bad. Bad lady. Yeah. I'm so mad. Excited. Excite, excite. Well, you don't know that the cube could have been like poop, like wombat poop. <laughs> <laughs> or it could have been like a dead one, you never know. Yeah, you never know. I guess. So. But it also could, do we know, a uh, quick question, uh, timeline wise, are we currently after we met yeah, her? Yeah, when, when we are we? Her? When? Uh, it's roughly the same timeline as you were on. You didn't uh, really go anywhere in time, just in space. Okay. So awesome. she's pissed at us. <laughs> yes. And she knows us, and we know her. Mm -hmm. Great. Love mm -hmm. that. So it is not long before you are surrounded. Yeah. By creatures, uh, humanoid-like. Yep. They don't have eyes. Oh. Are they plant people? They most certainly are plant people. Yay! Oh, I'm so <laughs> you can oh, see. I um, oh, I love it. Where, on the top of their head, instead of hair, they have a long, elongated brim. Kind of like a broad brim hat. That you can kind oh of have front. They're thin, their bodies are mostly roots. They are uh, bipedal and have two arms. And have a, make a some sort of uh, orifice on their face. <laughs> Yeah. They're Pikmin. They're Pikmin without eyes. <laughs> they're, kind oh of, they're kind of tall, though. So like, yeah, they're big like, Pikmin. They're like maybe eight feet tall. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So they're like weird Slenderman Pikmin. Mm, kind of. Uh, pretty, pretty plump Slenderman. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you do? None of them are armed. I'm scanning right. them. Obviously. I say hi! The doctor goes, hello! hello. Uh, they all start like looking at you quizzically. Yeah. Virgil's kind of giving them the same look that they are giving us. It's just like, <laughs> what? Uh, can, can I see whether any of them are communicating with each other somehow? Like, body movements? Make an awareness and survival roll. I mean, I'm scanning them without being able to get some from that. Like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, they're plant um, people. How to plant people? Um, um, keen senses or no? Or empathic? 
Uh, empathic would work. Okay. Uh, two, that is... Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, it's pretty obvious when they all start communicating, because you can see from their kind of brim of on top of their head, you can see some, like, polony spore stuff coming out. <gasps> oh! There's a, there's a, look! That's a look! Oh, look at the spores! That's so cool. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> How do we do that? I don't, I don't think, think we can, can but <laughs> I suppose there is possibly some way to translate it. I'm Did just I not quite sure what it would be. Can I figure out how to translate that? Because plants communicate with us by spores, that's what they do. Like, this is how plants talk. Hmm. But like, can I shed some fur? <laughs> <laughs> you can. I don't think that happens. <laughs> I don't think that works. You, you, can see, you can see them, and it's weird because they don't look at you. Uh-huh. And you're used to catching eye lines, but they're just kind of wandering around you in a circle. And you can feel some pollen actually drop onto you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Yeah, can I scan, like, does it have... Intimate. Uh, yeah, make a scan roll. I'm not sure if that's how they work, but... Make a scan roll. <laughs> I don't know anything. It's the best. I've never been so excited to not understand. Oh. It's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? I love it so much. Okay. Uh, scan roll. Doctor's just grinning that goofy grin. Uh, 19. 19. Uh, the pollen is benign. Pollen is benign. It's just how they communicate. Okay. The doctor, like, gets some in her nose and sneezes a bit. That might be rude. Hmm. Uh, you notice, uh, can I, uh, you'll you notice this pretty obviously. Um, wherever possible, they tip their head towards the angle of the sun. Of course they do. Oh. My entire GCSE biology class coming back to me. Yeah. They Photosynthesis. Are... Mm-hmm. Yep. They are photosynthesizing. What would you guys like to do as these curious creatures? Uh, one of them actually comes up to try and touch one of you. Doctor Light gives it a high five. <laughs> hey, I, per- I, I don't know if this will work. Maybe the vibrations will work, but I'll purr at them friendly, like. Okay. So, um, Doctor One comes up and you, it reaches out like a kind of formless hand. It doesn't really have fingers. Just like a mitt. Kind of mitt thing. A stub. Yeah, like a, a, a uh, kind of spiraling of roots. Sort of like a pseudopod. Yeah, kind of like a pseudopod. Yeah. And you touch it and it kind of retreats. And then puts its hand forward again. And it touched again. And it retreats. And this is a little back and forth of... <laughs> kind of, you're real, you're a thing... And you can sense the confusion. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty karma. sure they can sense the uh-huh. you confusion. You purr at one. <laughs> and it kind of gets a little confused. And then it makes this vibrating sound. <gasps> cool! Oh my goodness, my goodness. It's kind of deep vibrating sound. Is it a good sound or no? Um, it's hard to tell. 
But it, they, it made a sound. How did it, it make, make a they have a um orifice on them. Sorry, my kitty. Oh, did it come out of there? It did come out of there. Oh my god. It doesn't seem okay. to have like lips or teeth or anything. It, it didn't go hostile or anything, no. right? Okay. Then you all hear this low, deep rumble from the creature below. Oh, the responding to the sound. Hi. Is that a good thing? Uh-oh. Don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. And that's the best part about it. Uh, <laughs> Karma, make me mm -hmm. an awareness of Avatar. What do I add to it? Nothing. Okay, then that is uh, 13. You can hear very vaguely, very rumbly coming from the creature in front of you. Uh oh. Oh, if it's hearing King Senses 15? Oh yeah, 15. <laughs> um, you hear a very, very awkward rumbled uh-oh. Oh. I, I hear uh-oh? Uh-oh. Did, did, did it just say uh-oh? Did it? It did. It could be the TARDIS translation matrix trying to make sense of It's not. It... Oh. It spoke... It copied you. It... <gasps> hello! Oh. I say hello. That kind of purring sound, weird vibrating rumble kind of... They all start making it. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then, kind of, the call and then the response from the large stone creature. Hmm. That's fun. It, it appears they work as some sort of a, sort of assistant together. Symbiosis. Not symbiosis, but fine. Yeah. Fine. Whatever the thing was. Symbiosis yep. is the right word? Okay. Yeah. Par parasitic is advantageous for yeah. the smaller creature. Symbiotic is yeah. advantageous for both. Yeah. Got it. Right. And if, yeah. if anyone would like to kind of try and figure out how it's symbiotic, but they can. But yep. it's no big deal. That's what I'm doing. That would be an ingenuity knowledge check. I would love to I do that as why. well. I don't know why, but I feel like Virgil would do it for the hell of it. Just try and <laughs> figure it out, because he has no idea what's going on. Wow. Here. The roll I got last time was double ones, this one double sixes. So this is uh, literally like the best I can roll. Foss, because of your biological training with botany, you can yeah. get a plus four. So plus twenty-seven. Four. So, wait, what knowledge? Wait, what was it? Ingenuity knowledge? Yeah, ingenuity knowledge. You're trying to figure out what, from a very base amount of information, what these things are doing together. I got a 27. 19. 19. Foss, it, you're not really sure why they would be together. It's very hard because, yeah. one, you don't really have a lot of information yet. Yeah, I need more um, Doctor, you can't figure out what the stone creature gets out of it, but mm -hmm. it's, you can figure out what the plant creatures get out of it. Yeah. If they're on this, on this creature, they have free access to the sun. True. Oh. 
You're correct. Because they're too little. Because they're too small. The grass is too tall. Yeah. Pikmin. So whatever the stone creature gets out of it is probably of the same survival uh, nature. Yeah, they pro they probably like defend it or something. Could defend it. They could help it find food. Whatever it could eat, you're not really sure. Yeah, you're not even sure I if don't it even eats. Know. Yeah, very really interesting. It's crazy. It's interesting, and they're still kind of every now and again. And that same one in front of you, Karma, keeps mm -hmm. repeating. Uh oh. Hmm. Um, I say um at it because I don't know what else to say. Let's see if it can manage to do that. Oh, it's close enough to uh oh. Ah, uh, yeah, it, it responds and it arms back at you. Oh, okay. It can't. It's not really re um, replicating speech, but it is vocalizing. Okay. You may be encountering a species who are on the edge of communication and communicate mm -hmm. in non-traditional ways. Mm -hmm. But it could be a potential way you can figure out how to communicate with them. I think is one is one of the plant dudes in front of me. They're all around, and like more and okay. more keep coming. I just kind of want to turn. It, it's not really because it's half for Santara to turn to the side, so it's more like. Half my body's turning to the side. The, the oh, the I'm picturing it. It's so cute. It's, it's the Batman shoulder turn. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the Virgil just kind of does that, staring at one of them in front of him, just like, what? And yeah, they, they, wherever possible, they start mimicking what you're doing. Hand gestures, small sound bites. Yeah. I'm gonna reach out a paw and just hold it in front of me. Yeah, uh, it touches your paw. Very confused. And you feel as it kind of feels your flesh and the fact that what you. And you feel its flesh and it's hard flesh because it's roots. Mm. Okay. It retreats. Which is very interesting from a scientific perspective is that. They have sensory awareness, but don't have a soft skin. So this continues for maybe like 10, 20 minutes, mm -hmm. and the fascination is constant by them. Mm -hmm. What would you guys like to do? Mm -hmm. hmm. I'm trying to figure things out, I'm just trying to figure Scanning, because I can't figure out how to communicate, like I'm trying to figure out... If I can figure out a way to communicate that's better than this, or if I can figure out just how they work in general, like it's just generally just catering, like how do they say, how do they do this? Yeah. And they're not in the ground, how do they do that? Very interesting, very good questions. Uh, Doctor. Yep. It's possible that you could build a way to communicate with them that Ooh. would distribute Ooh. signals like. I would like, like to. I would like to try to do that. It would be kind of. Like, I'm thinking like uh, if Mitch, have you watched like all of Voyager? No, not all of Voyager. That's a tragedy. There's an episode in season seven called The Void, where at one point, as part of the story, uh, the ironically enough, the Doctor uh, holds a way to communicate with a race that doesn't have a mouth, mm. 
and it's like the race can like mimic musical noises using like this little technological thing and like they're translated it's really interesting cool. and yeah one thing to remember. note is um the the plant creatures can't really um formulate any sounds that would require lips or a tongue mm. yeah mm -hmm. so mostly vocal so, like, mostly uh, different vowels. frequencies yeah hums hums yeah. which makes it hard for them to really it, like they yeah. try to emulate, but they can't. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to try and build something, definitely I would definitely like definitely to try and build something. Uh, you have to go back in the TARDIS, and because you have Buffin, you have you can do this. Can I help with my like pollen? Yes, you can. This is going to be a joint effort between Fairza and the Doctor. Okay. All right. So, Meanwhile, I'm I'm trying to to uh, teach the one in front of me card games. It has <laughs> no it has concept. Been. No concept of what a card game is. That's I okay. Love it. No I wanna see if, I wanna no see if the one in front of me can do a dress up. Let's not tell them what paper is. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so you you, yeah. you you lie down next to one Virgil and do a press up and it looks at you and you watch as its whole body bends almost like from the hip down. It like almost goes into an upside down U shape. Yo, that's cool. But Virgil's just kind of like Virgil then looks at that and just kind of tries to see if he can mimic that. You cannot. You are not nearly <laughs> flexible enough. You can't. <laughs> so then, it, so then, then like, he shows yeah. he then shows the plant thing a sit up. Um, and sees if it can mimic that. It can. Um, what you guys gauge is that these these creatures don't have a spine. Yeah. And they're weird and wacky and wonderful. Yes, they are. I love them. I love them so much. Virgil like, just keeps doing different exercises and seeing how they move. As best they can, they copy. I yeah. love these floppy plant people. They're, they're so my they best friends. My children. So, Fairza and the Doctor. Hi. Uh -huh. I'm going to need, first up, from the Doctor, uh, actually from both of you, this is going to be Ingenuity and Science. Alright, okay. I'm spending a story point. Are they going to be like other checks? I don't know, uh, no, this is the main check to build. Alright, all right. story point. Yay, alright. When we all die because I spent all my story points for plant people, I'm sorry. No, You're not. no, that's okay. You won't I, die. I'm doing it for feather. <laughs> You won't die. Perfectly you fine. Yeah. Right. A six, a five, and two ones. Fascinating. Nope. So, what's your total? Twenty-four. Oh. Twenty-six. Nice. Damn it. Nice, 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 yeah, nice, 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 nice. So, yep. fares are assisting. You push the doctor up over a thirty. So. Yay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take you very long, because you've encountered non-communicative species before, Doctor. And had to figure out a way to do this. But what you essentially yeah. graph together is a both an emitter and a receiver for any spore-like objects. Cool. And yes, plant puns, Sid. <laughs> um, and you head outside, and it's small, like... Um, 
if you think, it kind of looks like a double-headed hammer. One side is the input, one side is the output. Yeah. With a small, like, speaker system in the middle. Yep. Ooh. It's like a bop it. Kind of? <laughs> <laughs> all, all, I can, all I can think of is if people have seen um, the Eric's TBD RPG, the master has the croquet bat. Yeah, and that's si all similar kind of, of shape to that. That's all I could think a of. A croquet, croquet mallet bat. is a good... A mallet is the kind of shape of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you can hold the handle and it'll do its thing. And you head outside and immediately they all stare at you, Doctor. With this <laughs> weird contraption in your hand. <laughs> and if it wasn't obvious, the pollen has been constant. Yeah. They've been chatting up a storm. Yeah. I hope no one's allergic to pollen. <laughs> yeah, if I were here, I would die. <laughs> I um, mean, if I was there, I'd probably suffer. And you put out the uh, the device, the translator, and it starts yep. taking in as like a small vacuum triggers and starts absorbing yeah. all the pollen, and it just comes out with a just a barrage of words and noise. Because uh -huh. there's just so many conversations happening at this point in time. Yeah. And these creatures may be able to discern better, because it's how they talk. Yeah. Okay. What would you like to say to them? Hello, first of all. Yeah, hi, hello. You speak into the microphone and it pushes out these small artificial pollen spores. I bet it ends up if we talk, but we have a really bad accent. Yeah. It's like Hello. A Hello. I am Doctor. So, and as soon as the spores go out, they all freeze. Mm-hmm. And the spore communication from them stops completely. Oh. Tell them we're coming, please. <laughs> and I guess a, I say that, yeah. A silence kind of hangs in the air as you. We mean you no harm. As that rings out, and one of them steps forward. He, it looks a bit kind of more vibrant than the rest. Yeah. So more of a um a, a uh, verdant green as opposed to a forest green. If that makes sense to anybody who knows colors. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. And he, uh, what's the word? Expunges. He releases some spores mm -hmm. that then get sucked into the, the mallet. And over the speaker it says, "You can talk. You communicate." We figured out a way to communicate with you, yes. What are you? Uh... Virgil <laughs> kind of takes the mallet and just goes... That's... Complicated. <laughs> We're travellers from... Somewhere else. 
somewhere else in the plains? Yes. <laughs> no, that's a lie. Originally, well, when we first landed here, we came from somewhere up I mean, the plane. Yeah, okay. Little mistwisting. Listen. Listen, the you're the die. I know. <laughs> Even to the Rule plant. number one, the doctor always lies. Even to the plant, people. How could you? And it kind of takes its time and looks to it doesn't look but it kind of consents it's just trying to think and one of the others pipes up a smaller one so not yeah. quite not quite eight foot <laughs> and you hear it come through and the voice is always the same because that's as, as advanced as the translator can be. Yep. Um, and it says, are you from the Green Mountain? No, actually. What is the Green Mountain? And you notice, like, one of them kind of puts its pseudopods around the one that spoke and pulls it back. Oh, it's a kid. They have little ones. And the, the larger one, the, uh, the one that, the more vibrant one. Yep. Just hear the words look come out of the translator as it points to the horizon. Alright, I guess I look. And you, you see look. A, a, look. a large, a large mountain that is covered Ooh. in green. Wow. That's a green mountain, all right. That is a green mountain. That is accurate naming. <laughs> I support this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like how on Earth the Sahara Desert just means desert, desert. Mm. <laughs> or like chai tea is just tea, tea. It may be called yeah. something else in their communication, but simplicity mm -hmm. is how this translator works. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we come. We come from far away. You saying to the thing? What is the box? It is our method of travel. Like your, like your rock friend. Yeah. Uh, you hear a word that, like, it doesn't translate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just comes through as, as it responds like an unkar. Sure. I, su I suppose so. Uh, that's what this is, then what? And he kind of leans down and taps the rock. Unkar. Mm-hmm. It has a name. In a way, yes. U-N-K-A. This is Unka. Yeah. 
It's Uncle Rock Creature. <laughs> Uncle Rockman. Sure. Uncle Rockman. <laughs> we'll go with that. Oh my god. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. And this I know. This communication continues for quite some time, and it's it starts developing up from simple as you guys start to understand a bit more, and you can kind of piece together a little bit more. Is there anything you'd like to do over this kind of course of the period of actually introducing yourselves to this race of creatures? I don't really have anything specific I can think of. Um, Tilda would like to make an insight check. Okay. I don't trust the plant people. It's Tilda. Awareness of the Nothing. I mean, honestly, it's me rather than Tilda. <laughs> it's both. Yeah, true. I mean, I will say, further probably, if she can get her personal plans on the pilot thing, just starts being invasive questions. Yeah. About how they do things. Do they need water? Other plants live by being flattened in the ground. How do you live I, I think after about the Are you actually a I think about after like a minute of further questions, Red was just like hand trying to get over the mouth, like shush. <laughs> I mean, I give them time to. <laughs> um, Tilda, you can sense uh, generally an uh, an attitude of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really sure about the origin of that fear, whether it's you or something else. Okay. I mean, it's pretty standard for first contact. Yeah. Strange yeah. creatures. So, are they extremely put off by my question asking? Uh, they can't really answer a lot of your questions. Okay. You're, so you're, you're talking about you're talking about concepts that they don't understand. They aren't science. Yeah. No. They they just are. They just hang yeah, on. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. So. Well. One thing Virgil does is he taps himself and says in some mallet, Virgil, and then says, your name. This to go, my name's Virgil, what is your name? But, like, simplified. Oh, yeah. what do they call It's Virgil. Uh, the, the one you're talking to, the main, more vibrant one, takes them a while to respond. And says name name what do you call like, each other what are you known as oh. we are known by our pollen oh. well People who don't have pollen have name as symbol. Like you would have distinctions in pollen. We have distinctions in name. And like you start explaining, you understand that just the concept still That's is foreign weird. to him. Fucking weird. Yeah, There's like people with your mouths. Yeah, that's basically the same. It's like yeah, what? Um, that's just. Why? What's a mouth? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why would you like name each other? Why wouldn't you just know? We don't have. <laughs> Are you like I wish, bitch? I wish. How do yeah, you? Same. How how do you like uh, if if you're how do you know someone's talking to you and not someone else? 
we just do. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like the as much like they can't. It's very hard for them to answer any complex questions. Mm. These are not right. intelligent creatures. I think Virgil would just like really in depth yet still like really simplified explain how people people like us don't have pollen to communicate with we communicate by mouths and we have to use names so we know who we're talking to because we don't have the distinction of pollen cool. and like tries to explain this entire thing they understand they understand that you are referencing yourself as Virgil they have mm -hmm. they yeah. don't get the concept they don't understand mm -hmm. it they don't see the use for it sorry we don't have pollen <laughs> I think Virgil will go how do we as non-pollen folk no, <laughs> you are speaking. How would we be able to tell? We would need a. I guess we can't. I, I no. and I. Context, I guess. Yeah, it, they they don't know. Mm. They they're quite they're marveling at the fact that you can, can communicate at all. Mm. Check your pollen privileges. <laughs> oh, sorry. Pause. Oh, <laughs> Oh, uh, and if you just look down at my phone and all I see is check your pollen privileges, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh god. So you, you uh, talk for many, many hours trying to understand these people, to engage with them. Doctor, you're just I, kind I of. I have questions. Introduce everybody. Yeah. Yes. Just, yeah, getting to know all that I can about them. It's I yeah. love this. This is, this is yeah, why I travel. Every single thing. Yeah. I have questions. Out. Yes. Ask away. Okay, uh, I want to ask them: Are there, is there any, are there any people in the planes other than you? Other people who aren't like you? Uh, <laughs> so, are there any other people in the planes? Yes. Uh, they explain that there are several Unka. Okay. Okay. And several com and communities of, of oh, themselves. Like so there's no. Nobody who's looks really different from you, uh, like us. Okay, so this is going to be a weird answer because they don't know how to frame the answer. Okay. But all the only word you get back, and it's like it, they struggle to find the word, uh, mm -hmm. is rumor. Rumor, as in a rumor. Mm. Oh, they've heard enough. Ah. Okay, so as far as they know, but yeah, yeah there's. But they've heard enough to know that like it's not like foreign. Concept. I have a feeling that this might have to do with the Green Mountain. They yeah, I was, I was they about direct to, uh... you to there. That is where yeah. where the rumor is that there are foreign creatures. Yep. We should go there. Oh, I don't want to go there, but we should go there. <laughs> we should definitely go there. Uh, it's not long until the sun begins setting. We should. We let them get on. And they need to do. It becomes immediately obvious <clears throat> why the plant creatures need this. Thank God. Because as soon uh -oh. as the sun sets the cold sets in. 
As there aren't very many kind of mountains or anything tall structures around, the wind blusters through. Oh. oh no. Oh no. But you watch as they all retreat to the underside of the creature. Yeah. Oh. oh. We, we, I, we should say bye, and I'm gonna run back. Bye. You can follow them if you like. Can we? Can we though? Virgil wants to attempt. To yeah, them. it's a small like step and ladder kind of things that have been. Virgil's followers. Yeah, so essentially, in in the side of the creature itself, there's been stairs and stuff built. Ooh, cool! Amazing. Okay, I guess I'll follow everyone. Um, yeah, that's a good question, Doctor. Was Tilda allowed her gun? Yes. Could I, if you'll remember, before we. Uh, stepped out of the TARDIS into the cyber facility, I let Tilda get her gun and I haven't told her to put it away yet. But you're forgetting so. that Tilda is a very obedient soldier and probably put it immediately back as soon as yeah. she got yeah. the TARDIS. The assumption as as is that back whenever we leave, Tilda's allowed to get a gun okay. because cool. we'll I want it. Tilda to feel secure in herself. We'll set that as the precedent. The precedent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you climb underneath and you see underneath is a, a, an assortment of dome structures. That are built downwards. Amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Whoa. I love it. Mm. They're all of like solid stone built again out of the creature itself. Mm. And you follow them and they all kind of retreat to these small buildings <laughs> where the wind doesn't, what well, doesn't touch them. <laughs> Damn it, Sam. <laughs> Damn it, Sin. God damn it, Sin! We were all thinking it, but it didn't say it. I didn't say it out loud. I didn't say it out loud. I timed it, I'm not saying it out loud. No, but... You said it out loud, why did you do that? And now the future people know your crime. God damn it. Things are, I was probably the first one to read it, and just, I went, No, god damn it, Sin. Damn it, Sin. Can I have Karma and the Doctor make a quick awareness science roll? Alright. Uh, Ferza, you mean? Yeah. Sorry, Ferza uh, and the Doctor, sorry. Do you mean yeah. me? Karma yeah, I don't things. make science rolls. Awareness science. Awareness science. Fifteen. Okay. Jimmy Crown. Okay, that was not a crowd. What'd you get? Fourteen. Fourteen. Doctor, you notice a large fissure across the center part of the creature. Ooh. It's not open, but it's... You can see a point where uh, there is a crack. Yep. No idea what it does. Like, does it look like like a natural thing? Or yeah, like your butthole. Like it's natural. <laughs> it seems natural. Ow! Who knows what it is? <laughs> it's a giant rock thing. It has weird biology. Leave it alone. Let it be pure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. This has now become far from pure. I know, you people. <laughs> it wasn't me. Yes, it was. So. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was your fault. These, these creatures, the, uh, the Eliaranites. <laughs> Yay. Hmm. Seem to be going down to, they seem to be sleeping. 
How do they sleep? Sorry, just like normal people? Standing up. <laughs> like normal oh, people. They, I mean, I don't know. They're standing up in their little structures. Okay, cool. Uh, like, they stand up pads. and they just sort of become dormant? Pretty much. I wonder if they dream. They don't, <laughs> they don't have muscles, they yeah. don't have bones. Yeah. So they can just stand. Yeah, they're just plants. They're just plants. Yeah. They're just plants, but they're also alive and they're not like in dirt, so there are a lot of questions to be answered, which none of them can answer because they're not smart. <laughs> yeah. Do, they're still do, intelligent plants. Do you ask a dog yeah. why it eats? No. Fair enough. Hey, they're smarter than dog. They are smarter than dogs, but it, you're, you're questioning someone's instinct. Yeah, I know. They, they just do. We just do, and they haven't gotten to the point that all of them. You know, like, our species of people where we're like, why do we do yeah, that? They're, they're, they're beginning stages of self-awareness. They're cave people. Hmm. Except yeah, they're not in a cave, they're on a cave. They are in a cave right now. Now they're in a cave. <laughs> now they're in a cave. So you notice after all of them uh, kind of start sleeping, as if whatever they do, uh, the massive stone creature stops. Mm -hmm. Oh. It starts to lower itself. Uh-oh. And you being um, at the bottom level, you can actually see it lowers itself till it's about 40 feet from the ground. Oh, wow. So the um, you're just at the top of the canopy of the leaves, of the, of the grass. Yeah. And you see something ridiculously weird and wacky and wonderful happen. I love it. As the fissure at the center of the belly of this creature cracks open. Mm -hmm. hmm. And you see is uh, these long stone-like teeth. Sorry, you cut out what? what? You cut out. So the, the fissure on the stomach cracks open yeah. mm -hmm. as a single row of long stone-like teeth. Start oh, protruding and then digging into the ground. It's and then, eating the ground. Oh, it's eating like no, cow. it's eating the dirt. No. Or is it like a cow where it just takes it, all of it? It just takes all of it. Oh, yeah. hungry boy. Yeah. I love this so much. Oh my god, I'm so fascinated. Mm. This is how- that's where its mouth is! Yeah, and so you March. see like these jagged edges on the teeth that seem to just rip and pull- and it's only got this like one set of teeth, so it's like kind of like a spear piercing the grass and ripping it up. Like uh, a, taking like dirt one, like with it. Like one of those like crane claw things. Yeah, like. kind of like that. <laughs> yep. And it slowly starts to eat and sustain itself. What would you guys like to do? I'm I'm just watching, really. Yeah, I'm just like taking notes, like goggles notes. I'm it's adorable and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it is adorable and I love it, but I'm getting sleepy and I want to go sleep in my nice room. Fine, you have sleep. I don't need to sleep. Virgil's just gonna stand next to Furza the entire time Furza decides to stay and do. Like, cool, sightsy stuff. 
I might be wandering around trying to figure stuff out. Do closer. They're analysis. just gonna follow you then. I there is a very very stupid part of me that kind of wants to get close mouth, but I know that's a bad idea. <laughs> you don't no. get eaten. V Virgil wouldn't allow you. You're getting yeah. as close as possible. Getting as close as possible and making note to maybe look at that later when it's not eating. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, after a while of looking and observing and just experiencing this creature, I assume you all head back to sleep? Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want... <laughs> <laughs> I think you Virgil will be forced. Will only, Virgil will only go if Furza goes. I'm not gonna go by choice because, like, what if something okay. else happens? Do you, if some, then, someone's gonna go Can the doctor, like, go and get the TARDIS and move it down to a spot where Ferza can watch from out the door if she likes? Yeah. You can place it in one of the dome, stru dome structures. I do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. I will sit then, in the warmth of the TARDIS while watching. <laughs> it's very cold. That's another thing. I know. Is it, like, painfully cold? It's in, in the way For that um, a desert is very hot and cold. Yeah. It's in, it's the same about, thing. Like, the fact that cold can actually get really bad for me, is it, like, yeah. dangerous? Not dangerous, but it's not, not comfortable. So it's it's in. Jackets off, handed to further. It's like it's <gasps> less than five degrees, but it's not negative. Okay, mm. actually, that's okay. That's not very yeah. But comparing having thirties, mid thirties yeah. in the day, and then less than five yeah. in the evening, it's very very yeah. different. Yeah. Very. Dramatic. It's very understandable why the creatures are hiding. Oh yeah, mm. but science. I don't need to eat, in, if I can not yeah. eat because science, I can stay in the cold because you, There's a bubble around the TARDIS, just yeah. sitting You're in fine. a bubble. Yeah, I will so, stay in the bubble. Yeah. The, rest of, the rest of you sleep warm. and rest. Yeah. I was very tired from not sleeping very much last yeah. few days. And the morning comes, the sun rises, the heat kicks back in. Fazer is immediately comfortable. Yay. And the plant creatures wake up I as if on cue. Like all at once? Yeah, like the sun came up, they're ready to go. Uh, that's fun. Remarkable. <laughs> yeah. After maybe an hour or so, when you guys have kind of worked and eaten, joined them, uh, there are, you can notice that a lot of them are actually tending to the creature. To the Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay, what are they doing? What? Yeah. Cleaning it, making sure it's uh, all comfortable and capable. Like, there are some cool. of it, like, on its legs. Making sure, huh? like, you see them checking the, the large legs. Seeing if there's anything embedded in it, rip taking it out if necessary. That is so adorable. It is. Amazing. I love it. I love it. And it seems like almost all of them are working. A lot of them are this is so cute. polishing the underside, where there's just a spattering of <laughs> dirt and grass. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, now that it's morning, and it, I assume it stopped eating. It stopped eating. It ate through most of the evening. Is the fish like, pretty much entirely closed? Yeah, it's entirely closed. Alright. Anything interesting about it? If I get near it? It seems like a mouth with teeth. Yep. 
Just like a mouth. So, like, I mean, is it squishy in there? You would assume not. <laughs> it's all rock. You would assume it's rock all rock. Rock all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Again, to get that kind of information, you'd have to dissect it. I know. You are not diving in. No one's gonna let me do that. No, I don't think you would want to do that. I know. Let it be known. If, if I had my way, I would organize an expedition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> so, to close up this session, you guys observe the patterns and the behaviors of this symbiotic relationship. Yep. And then you all hear a very, very loud rumble. Oh. Coming boy. not from the creature. Oh. But in the direction of the Green Mountain. Oh dear. Oh, wonderful. How do they react? I bet it's a dragon. No reactions. <laughs> okay, so this is normal. Seems to be. Okay. Is there oh, anything coming out of the mountain? That's a very good question. People like should make a roll for that. I will make a roll for that. What kind a roll of for that. That's an awareness survival roll. I'm spending a story point. Survival. Alright. I've got a story point. I don't want to risk it. Okay. 16. 16. 11. 11. Hang on. I rolled a 6 and a 1. 18. 18? I rolled horribly, yeah. 18 is the highest, isn't it? It is, but. Cool. It's still. Yeah. Oh, two twos, a 1, and a 4. Damn. Okay, What'd you get, Feza? I got 14. Oh, uh, you're lucky it's related to you because you get bonuses. <gasps> to me? Wait, it's related to me? <laughs> oh no, that's a bad thing. So. Wait, hold on, when Mitch says something like that? Yep. So, yeah. most yeah. of you can't see, and um, except Karma and Feza. Yeah. And... Karma, you're seeing, you're looking, and it's hard to see because you're just using your eyes. You don't have, like, a telescope or anything. Mm -hmm. But the okay. mountain in the distance is changing. Oh, and boy. What you, Fairza, you flick down the goggles, press some buttons, yeah. and try and uh, amplify the image. Would that have been, like, my keen senses? Yeah, that's your keen senses kicking in. Oh, okay, so then it would have been, like, 16. Yeah, so it's a 16, then it's a plus 4. Yeah, oh, wow. Nice. Wow. Nice. Cool. Because what you see is a mountain. And coming out of the tip of that mountain is lava. <gasps> is it lava though? The color of <laughs> the color of the lava oh. is blue. <gasps> yes. Dude. And I'm remembering it. correctly that a certain other substance turned blue sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. If it's really hot. Oh, if it's really dangerously hot. Super, <laughs> super hot. And that's like, where we end this session. Asia. <laughs> oh boy. Oh lady. As we end this session. Shit. Episode thirteen of the Oxford TBD RPG. Is it really been thirteen? Yeah. Goodbye, future yes. peoples. Bye, See you future peoples. Cat and mouse. Bye, people. Look forward to Oxford for me. <laughs> We will see you all next week, or maybe the week after, depending on availabilities. But yep. it's been lovely. Indeed, it has.
Uh, remember to follow everyone on Twitter and all that fun stuff. Go check out the art that Foss draws, and also the video that Foss made, an animatic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which was intense Amazing and awesome. Animatic. Yeah. Time to punish punish Feza because of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, note yourself. Don't make any. Don't put effort into any of my art anymore. That sounds oh, right. No. no. Please, don't. please be amazing. Mitch did it. All right, future people. Wow. We will see you later. Bye, future people. Bye. Bye.